0: The following podcast gimmick has been paid for by Look at the Adjective.
1: You can have it all, my empire of dirt. Oh, welcome to Look at the Adjective. We are here to podcast. Otherwise, after Sunday, we'd have nothing else to live for. <laughs> I am the face of fear, John Mack, and I'm joined, as always, by a man who burst onto the scene nearly 10 years ago. A man who shook the St. John's campus to its very core. He is Jalu's favourite party animal, king of the Lauver,
0: me, Mark Ralver. How are you doing, mate? <laughs> that is the best intro you've possibly ever done. <laughs> I'm alright, mate. I mean, it's been an absolutely sobering week. <laughs> I feel absolutely broken down after Sunday, but I don't really want to get into that. <laughs> yeah, I'm devastated, mate. Absolutely devastated. It's gonna possibly to go the wild. lowest the lowest ebb of my life supporting United. <laughs> but um we're not here to talk about that. <laughs> I've been
1: supporting him a bit longer than you, and I can't think of anything fucking worse. Yeah. Honestly. Shocker. Uh, Absolutely shocker. Anyway, <laughs> let's 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 move on. Let's go positive. So what I'm going <laughs> to do, I'm going to ask you, Mark, what's been your highlight of this last fortnight,
0: wrestling-wise? What's been your highlight? Highlight? Whoa. Tell you what, there's actually been a lot of good stuff in, in the current wrestling last week or last two weeks. For instance, uh, I saw a really good... Face to face with Roman and Cody the other week on SmackDown, I thought that was tense and exciting and good stuff. Quite gotta get your Cody in, gotta get your Cody, yeah, gotta get my Cody in. I think I'm, you know, I'm quite really excited for that main event now. I think they could they could put something quite good on. Is that think, why you want to review Mania? In a way, <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: I think. Spoiler I think, alert! I think, I, think, I think Cena coming back on Raw was good. I thought he was. I think he just adds a a much, much added star power to that show, which is just so lacking at times. Um, I think he's going to give uh, young theory a big big lift. Oh, yeah. That's, I mean, that's a massive, massive boost for him, isn't it? I I think Cena's probably handpicked him in a way or. or, Massive endorsement, yeah. Yeah. So that's always a good thing. And then the the Piesta Resistance, Watched them, MGF and Daniel Bryan, well, Brian Danielson. Last night with the uh, the Ironman match, and although I'm not a massive fan of Ironman matches, uh, admittedly, still a really, really good match. And NGF, with his little post-match press conference again, just absolutely steals the show as usual. That was my highlight of the week, MJF's yep.
1: media scrum, selling it to the absolute fucking death with a crutch. The Monty, big, massive gash in his head, singling out Alvarez and Meltzer, always nice. I always enjoy it, that, Yeah. Is it is it your boy Kenny? <laughs> <laughs> as for Tony Tony Khan's face as he's doing yeah. it, another highlight. <laughs> uh, oh, fuck, oh fuck Tony Khan face, love it. <laughs> I just everything that kid touches is just fucking gold. Yeah. Just
0: brilliant. Absolutely brilliant.
1: Yeah, sadly, we're gonna to have to get on some more cretinous topics. <laughs> we're gonna to have to take a stroll down that long and winding road to Moronville. Past Desperation Parkway, Idiot <laughs> Central. Go to London. <laughs> uh, not a fucking clue.
0: <laughs> I've been you. It's credit <laughs> a Fortnite, boys. Have you got one for me, Mark? I've got a. I've got a few this week. Fucking hell! I mean, I'll start with um. Start with some of the couple of the sort of the smaller one. It's is just it full of the, is it full of the classics like last night last week. No, there's a couple of there's a couple of newcomers to the uh to the party um over, look all of a fresh face credit aren't you yeah but there is there is um there is an appearance from you know one of the legends of this segment <laughs> um, some old favorites <laughs> um but the first one is from um just a small one really just stumbled across it on Twitter the other day I'm, I'm not familiar with this Twitter account you know, you know how you get you'll get these polls and and these questions people ask on Twitter who is the best who is a bigger better WWE champion, Rock or Stone Cold or blah 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 yeah. whatever. You know, pretty, you know, decent debates you can have. So from this um the account uh, the history of WWE, they've come up with a debate that um should never have been published by anyone ever in history. So they've got of a picture. Of, yeah. <laughs> they've got a, they've got a Twitter uh, they've got a tweet sorry. It says who wore it best? in referring to the uh, the intercontinental title, you know, that a lot of people have worn it. historical champions and stuff like that. They've got um, on one side, they've got who wore it best? Uh, Mr. Perfect, who's widely regarded as one of the best intercontinental champions, possibly of all time. Superb, of him. You know, he's up there in the conversation, isn't he? <laughs> oh, <laughs> and then yeah. you've, oh, you've, got, you've got, you've got on the other side, not, you know, the rock, blah, 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 Brett, whoever else, you know, Proper icons of the sport or the, the of the of the business, you've got the Miz, <laughs> <laughs> and and I just yeah, thought look, it was look. I just I just thought to myself, right? So you've put the tw- you've put the picture up, you wrote out the tweet, and you've not had thirty seconds to look at that and go, probably shouldn't tweet that. Well, <laughs> no, that's like that's like that's
1: like putting Mr Perfect up against the Miz. <laughs> <laughs> It's, that's
0: ironic. It, it, it? it, it's that the strangest. Mr. Perfect is... against Cody Rhodes. Whoa! even that's a, even that's a poor comparison. To be fair, I like I like Cody, but he's nowhere near Mr. Perfect, is he? But that's I just funny. thought it was I just thought it was hilarious to to look at that tweet and people like people had the similar like idea underneath it, saying stuff like you know. Why is this even a conversation? Because it shouldn't be, let's be honest.
1: If you try to do that sort of crossing the generations, let's get the young fans you know, voting for this as well, who probably yeah. don't have a
0: clue, Kurt is, but yeah, poor, poor judgment there. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of the Miz. Some people like him. He, he, he's never done it for me. Never done it for me, to be honest. <laughs> and especially not compared to one of the one of the best in-ring guys of all time. That's just he's, insanity. He's
1: a perfect example of a guy who has literally done everything they've asked him to do, and that is why
0: he still gets yeah, work. it's a company guy, isn't he? It's a company guy. Big time. That's why he's got 100%. about 10 icy belt reins and all this. And but yeah, I just thought that one was just it just tickled me. I think I mean and I just thought it was an odd one, <laughs> an odd thing to tweet. Uh, have you got, have you got some for us? Got a very small one.
1: It's yep. the former, uh, Sasha Banks, Mercedes, right. Mo, Monet, Monet. Is there, yeah. a- is there an accent over the E? Yep, there is. Yeah. Monet. So, this is a tweet from at wrestling covers and the sources from TV Insider with an interview with, uh, Mercedes Monet. And her quote is slightly cretinous. The thing is, I'm a free agent. I can go anywhere. I can go to Impact. I can go to Mexico. I can go to Germany. I can go to Europe. Hmm. So geography's not her best
0: suit, clearly. <laughs> I see where you're going with it. <laughs> Germany is in Europe, love. Uh,
1: <laughs> but it's it's hardly where the big books are.
0: No, not really. <laughs>
1: And Impact, I mean, uh, to be fair, other than Impact, where nobody really wants to go, anyway, you can go to all those places on, you know, WWE Tours. So
0: (laughs) Who wants to go to fucking... Why is she name-dropping Impact?
1: (laughs) I think because she goes on to say, I know there's a little woman in Impact I would love to face one day, Mickie James. A little woman.
0: That's obviously going to happen then, aren't they? That's That's the early seeds of that happening. Yeah, say. she slipped
1: into the work there.
0: Yeah, of course. But
1: she did. I mean, come on—you know—it's like you're trying to convince yourself that you left WWE for a good reason. Do you know what I mean? It's—I
0: get yeah. going to Japan. I get—I I get experience in Japan and everything. But what? Don't leave. Not WWE mentioned. After. Yeah, don't go to Impact. <laughs> fucking hell! Even AEW, you're gonna get paid well. But fucking Impact,
1: no. <laughs> it. And you could have said you could have said oh, I could have gone to like RevPro or whatever. Do you know, like in England? Yeah. No, Japan's not mentioned, obviously. Yeah, a really odd one.
0: Yeah, odd quote. Odd quote.
1: <laughs> Bit simple. Maybe uh, think before you speak. I mean, we are guilty of not thinking before we speak, so we can't really say anything. But we're not really in the public eye, so
0: <laughs> we are for our for our um, twenty downloads a week or whatever it is. <laughs> hey, and we love each and every one of them. <laughs> <laughs> was that uh, was that everything from Mercedes?
1: Uh, sadly, sadly, yeah. Uh, I mean, hopefully she'll pop up again and give us some more scintillating geographical chat.
0: I think that I think that's debut for her, was it? Uh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Speaking yeah, she's of debuts,
1: not, she's not done anything <laughs> quite, that great. us go on. Have you got a de- debuting?
0: Yeah, also a debuting nomination. Uh, it's from. To be fair, I, I can't believe this is the first time she's ever popped up. From um, the uh, the gurning uh-huh. drama queen uh-huh. that is uh, Aubrey Edwards on uh, on AEW's TV, let's be honest, she's the absolute steaming shits of a ref. Makes everything about her. You were saying the other day, she's like the polar opposite of Rick Knox, where he does absolutely nothing in a match, but she just does everything to become the centre of attention. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, they're requ- the equal, the they're both shit on different levels, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. she, she was alright when they first started and then yeah, she she's... sort of
0: got, she got, oh, oh, the camera's on me. Fame got to her head and that, yeah.
2: Massively. So,
0: so she's obviously took a bit of criticism on Twitter and YouTube and blah, blah, blah. Everyone's done these little compilation videos of her doing, you know, the overreactions and stuff like that and, yeah, you, only yeah. have to, you only have to watch a few clips to see how fucking ridiculous she can be. Like you say, she used to be. I used to think she was pretty damn good when they first debuted for the first six months or so. She was like, yeah. she had that sort of authoritative thing with the wrestlers. Seriously. She's got yeah, yeah. got gone too far with it. Because of that, she's pulled out the old sexism card. She said that uh, Twitter hates me because I'm a woman. No, I think they just hate you because you're shit, love. To be brutally honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because like, we're we're,
1: we're not into the sexism thing. We cause a bisco out on it every fucking week. Yeah, but you know,
0: come on, Get just on. just just accept that you know maybe you're not you're not everyone's cup of tea. Tone <laughs> it um, down. People might start liking you again. Like say, I say, like, like you just said then, and me, and I thought she was pretty damn good when she first started. When she was quite, yeah. when she got involved, but she wasn't overdoing it like she does now. And I just think. I just think she's sort of, like you said, she's probably just got a bit, you know, ideas about her station because she's, she's had a few cameras on her. I just thought that, I, just, I hate it when someone pulls something like that out just because, like, because they're getting criticised. It's like, oh, well, that's the easy, easy, you know, the free card to pull out. But instead of yeah. just accepting that, you know, you're not maybe not doing things quite that well. Rick, Rick Knox gets called out all the fucking time.
1: Yeah. And for just for being shit because he's shit, she gets called out for overselling more than Sean fucking Michaels, and that they're legitimate criticisms.
0: Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. it's
1: not like oh you're overselling, but you've got tits as well, so you shit her.
0: It's no, it's not. You're just overselling. It's it's shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like you said, Rick Knox, he, he gets fucking pelters as well. I mean, it's not like he's rightly it. so. Yeah, he's he, he's as bad on the other side of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, I, just, I, just, I, just, it just, it, I saw it. I just thought that's just annoying that. Just, just annoyed me. I thought it was proper, you know, cop out, just using that as a reason and stuff like that. And rather than accepting that maybe you've, you're not doing things as well as you once were, I, just, I can't stand stuff like that. But yeah, that was my second one. Have, have, you, have you got another one for us? I have.
1: Yeah. Just going to have to veer off the Cretan of the Week. It's still Cretan of the Week, but into a sub genre. <laughs> It's only been out of retirement a couple of weeks. But unlike him, it refuses to retire. It is, for one night only, another We Watch. Woo! So, old, <laughs> uh, old Richard is back once again with the Renegade Master because this <laughs> motherfucker refuses to die metaphorically and physically.
2: <laughs>
1: On his To Be The Man podcast, Mr. Flair discussed the Utterly Meaningless Wrestling Observer Awards, where his last match, quote-unquote, massive quotation marks there, was the runner-up for the worst match of 2022. How did it not get that, the worst match? I was about to say, a bit harsh, because that has got to be the worst. You know, he's done alright there. I'd have to it and shut <laughs> up. Just, just take, take it. So, he goes on this rambling tirade about Something that doesn't even fucking matter. <laughs> the people who voted for that award watch AEW and AEW only, really. Yeah. yeah. So he's put. I'll take that because it was the shits. Well, you know, fair enough. It's, this is one of the Man, first that's... times R- Richards held, held his hands up and gone, yeah, fair enough. But there's always caveats with with old flair. <laughs> and then he's put. And this is verbatim. So you know, if it makes no sense, I do apologise. I'll say that because it was the shits. No, no. But here's the deal: it was the shits because he made a mistake in not hydrating. Not because you're 73 and fucking well past it, because you didn't hydrate.
0: <laughs> if he'd have hydrated, it would have been a five star.
1: But the problem is, in winning, in, in winning second or getting runner up or something, it's fueled his fire because he's like, "Well, let, let, let me have it again."
0: Yeah. Let me show you this time. Yeah, I bet he's like that, isn't he?
1: <laughs> and he carries on. He goes, no, I mean, I'm serious. I think about it all the time. Let me have the match again. No, no, please don't let him have the match again. Please it's going to be an fucking it. lung. <laughs> because the one thing I never thought about was to keep myself hydrated. No, you just don't do it. When you're doing strenuous activity at 73 years old, you, you don't think, oh, best have a bit of water before I go out there, you know. Fucking idiot. <laughs> Which he only found out the other day when the doctor told him he just wants to get his heart tested and all that. <laughs> he well, only found
0: out that he didn't drink water the other day.
1: <laughs> yeah. But it takes it takes a darker turn, as it always does with Rick. He says, the doctor said, the only thing wrong with you, and then he goes on the tangent, he's my new doctor in Tampa, so he's reading my me- medical records. He says, you drink nine to 12 beers a day. <laughs> The idea that you do that every day is that I'm looking into your blood work. All I can say is if you're going to do, gonna keep drinking like that, you've got to stay a little bit more hydrated, a little bit more hydrated. <laughs> Nine
0: to 12 beers a day. Nine to 12
1: on. beers a day. Not got a drinking problem. Not a function <laughs> alcoholic. Nine to 12 beers a day. Oh, and then don't forget, that's only until eight o'clock and then it's red wine. So uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I don't you mentioned.
1: <laughs> That's the only thing. Just drink more water. He said, I assume you won't quit drinking, question mark. And I said, You got that shit right. <laughs> so so his, his his alcoholism raises his ugly head again. And but you know he's his gonna delusion, have delusion. He's gonna have yeah, his delusion <laughs> raise raises its ugly head again. Because if you look at that match and go. I know what's wrong with it. Flair didn't drink enough water. He's <laughs> a fuck off. He's <laughs> embarrassing, it's, isn't he? He is embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear me. Well, it's, but sometimes uh... he comes back, and you've got you've got, you've got to put him out there. You got. We don't like doing it now, but it's not rapey this week. <laughs> it's wrestling-based. It's wrestling-based. It's alcohol-based. It's all the things you want from Ric Flair without feeling a bit. You know, cringy. <laughs> so yes, yeah, the
0: roast to deliver, Ric Flair. You got another one for me? Well, yeah, I think this. I think this is probably could be the main event. And to be fair, I mean, this happened. Like, Flair's
1: always at, main event. Remember that?
0: <laughs> yeah, true. This happened sort of way at the beginning of the sort of two week win, two weeks of fortnight window. This was, <laughs> this was a uh, Tony Khan's out of nowhere rant on uh, on Twitter. Very, oh, yeah. very. <laughs> um, I don't even know. I, to be honest, I don't know exactly. I know, I know. It sort of stems from the interview that they had together. But he, but he had, a, he had a pop at um old Ariel Helani again, you know, the MMA and and turned sort of wrestling journalist now. Um, of nothing. Yeah, he basically put a tweet out saying, "What was it? I can't remember exactly it's, what he said." But he said, it's something. You're a liar. Yeah, you're a liar you're about as legitimate of a journalist as um as Tony Tony Schiavone, Schiavone. which is which is odd <laughs> because he's just had a pop in for sort of i think he had a pop in because Ariel Hawani was at WWE events or something like that he and gives, he was at smackdown in toronto i think yeah he gives a shit to be honest and um that's odd to, to just come out of nowhere on twitter but he's also buried one of his lead announcers in the process <laughs> yeah but i mean shivani is terrible don't get me wrong but don't call it out on twitter <laughs> no just, just just don't hire him no no yeah but then obviously it became a bit of a twitter spat. And uh, to be fair helwani had a good shout he said something like oh watch out for the snow or something like that along those lines and you know referring to the uh the old rumour that goes round about Tony and his antics backstage, the old, uh, the old white Peruvian powder and all this. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, if you haven't seen it, I don't know if it's still, I don't know if they've deleted him or not, but they're probably not. There's probably still on there. Just have a flick through on Twitter and just enjoy yourself because it's just <laughs> two two absolute morons going at each other. I'm not a big fan of Hawaii and, and I think Tony Khan's just a complete and utter tool on Twitter.
1: He shouldn't be allowed to talk in any form, should he? No, he just he just he just doesn't help himself whatsoever. No, he's he's a very socially awkward person when yeah. he speaks in real life, and he never shuts up, and he just doesn't know where the where, where the line sort of is. Line. Yeah, uh, on Twitter, you would think he'd be a bit less socially awkward because you know it's not in a face to face. So but fuck me, he comes out with some belters on Twitter. <laughs> but he's this poor kid. Is the epitome of sheltered, lived in his fucking room for his whole. Do you know what I mean? No, yeah. he just doesn't seem to have, know how to interact with
0: humans. No, he's like a he's like a robot, isn't he? Like, like it's just awful. other than them weird hugs that he gives everybody. <laughs> I forgot about them.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's. Is 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 one of them kids' toys where you just wind it up and let it go, and yeah. you know you no know, idea where the fuck it's going to take, what tangent it's going to go on. It's yeah. this, it's just it's like a juggernaut of in, just imbecility.
0: Imbecility, <laughs> 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 coin a kind of phrase. <laughs> yeah, so that was a sort of big one for me. I just thought it was just I couldn't I could not mention that. So yeah, there's there's a there's a there's a nice there's a nice undercard and a big main event there. But what are we uh, what are we thinking for the. Uh, for the the cretin of the the fortnight?
1: I mean, I'm going to have to go for old TK. Classic. (laughs) Know what you're getting. Cretin (laughs) of the year comes. Never fails to disappoint. Yeah. To be fair, Flares was bad. Yeah, Flares bad. It's the two heavyweights slugging it out for for the cretin
0: crown. I just... (laughs) Even even that poll on the perfect and Miz one—that's proper. Like that, that's—it's not like as bad, yeah. but it's proper creditors. I'm not sure. I'm a bit torn with this one. I might have to let you—you you have the decision. You're gonna go with TK. It's, it's got to be on it. It's got to be. <laughs> and I do feel sorry for
1: him, but he's the epitome of a man who does himself no fucking favors. Yeah,
0: that's it. That
1: is We've it. all come to expect this shit from Flair, and yeah. Flair's joined that illustrious list of. What we'll be living when the Earth implodes, Keith Richards, cockroaches, and Rick fucking Flair. <laughs> it is, it is, how it is. This this dickhead can drink twelve beers a day, and then and go to fucking, wine. Yeah, and they go to wine and lives a fucking merry old dance. It's <laughs> just ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I th- I th- no, fuck it. We'll, we'll go. We'll go twos up.
0: Yeah, give Flair, up.
1: give Flair, give Flair his last match in the Cretin, in the Cretin yeah. World Title, and uh, it was a, it was a our Broadway. They both, <laughs> they both get it. <laughs> That's fair enough. I'm happy with that. Um, so Tony and Rick, joint Cretins of the Fortnite. Well done, boys. <laughs> now, seeing as our new segment is the talk of the town, everyone's all over it. Everyone loves it. Everyone thinks the jingle is possibly the worst thing ever committed to music <laughs> apart from Coldplay.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're back again with another Disc Bro Fever. Bro,
2: bro, bro. bro.
1: So, Russo is he's, um, he's a busy week. It? Russo has uh, he's spent the last fortnight doing his absolute damnedest to getting people to sign up to his new uh, fantasy baseball league.
2: <laughs> we heard about even, that a few weeks ago, he,
0: didn't
1: we? <laughs> he even says, please. If you're an avid in capitals baseball fan, please follow me at Russo's FBB, trying to build that platform. And could use your help. Thanks. Don't you don't have to oh. beg for it, mate. If it's that good, don't beg. Don't. Oh, that's cringy. That, is it? <laughs> it's the kind of shit we do to get people to fucking download us. Go on, go on. Give us, give, give a download. Even we don't say please. We, we always say we always say thank you. The person <laughs> who always never says please and very rarely says thank you is old Ric Flair. <laughs> But oh, now he's yeah. now he's he was he was like hawking it it's like and saying you've got to pay for it. Now it's free. Fantasy baseball video primer for new players. Yeah. It's it's, it's not surprising free. <laughs> it's not looking good for Vince, this fantasy baseball thing. And he still doesn't stop. It's again who's stepping up. I need eight more players to fill out the fourth fantasy league. Win five and a half times the investment on yourself. Fucking hell, he's, he's got four leagues. And he needs eight more people, and then he's he's just like he just cannot do it. He's, and then he's going no way. Out of seventy-one thousand followers, that's that's his followers seventy on Twitter. Only three hundred and twenty-five of you are baseball fans. No way. Let's go. Help me out. Help me out. You're Please. Out. If you're a fan of Vince Russo and Major League Baseball, please, Capitals, follow me on Twitter. This is a call to arms to the Russo Army. And he's actually <laughs> put a gimmick, which is the Kiss Army fucking logo.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> That's awful.
1: The Russo Army. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm mean, i all for shilling your shit, man. But <laughs> don't beg. No, Help me don't. out. Help me out, people rough sleepers say that (laughs)
0: he's only asking for a fucking fantasy baseball it's not that big of a deal is it mate Jesus
1: (laughs) oh god Bennett but he's also had another episode of his award winning Legion of Raw
0: podcast oh god what's his thoughts this week he
1: discusses Carmella's attack on Bianca Belair and ask her she's gonna get blind is his quote not go blind, or get blinded. Just going to get blind. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Jo- journalism. Professional journalism. And I've also found out he has another podcast, or YouTube chat or some- whatever the fuck it is, Patreon page, I don't know. There's hundreds of them, right? But he does it in gimmick. It's called Truth With Consequences with Vic Venom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what he's, he's got a gimmick, Vic Venom.
1: <laughs> Vic Venom was his gimmick name when he used to do the WWF magazine in the nineties. Oh no! <laughs> and that is, and, that, and he's calling out our uh, illustrious cretin of the year in this, in this tweet at Tony Khan. Vic Venom, capitals says capitals that you capitals are failing to make the needed adjustments to get the love capitals. Of the wrestling marks, so one week he's saying AEW's all for the marks. Now he wants them to, yeah. And now he's saying you're not making the adjustments to get the love of the wrestling marks. The guy is a walking contradiction. <laughs> I don't know how he remembers the content for each of his fucking 500 shows.
0: I know. How does he manage? I can't it? believe
1: he does one in gimmick, and this is the man who didn't like gimmicks. But made so many fucking gimmicks, you can't. Oh, I can't. I just can't make out the tale of this prick. Moral. He's a nightmare. <laughs> no, he's uh, don't like the Observer, does he? No, not a fan at all. No, but he's uh, he's come up with his own version. His picks, what he'd give people in the rest of the Observer awards. Why, why take it on?
0: Why are you bothering if you don't? If, yeah.
1: <laughs> so. We'll go through his picks. Male yeah. wrestler of the year. Disco Inferno? It's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not. His male wrestler of the year is John Moxley, which was the same as the Observer, I think. Not for me. No. no. Female wrestler of the year, Rhea
0: Ripley. Hold my hands up. She's fair up enough. there. I'd have gone Bian- Bianca. To be fair.
1: Yeah, you, but you can't. You can't argue with. Yeah, Ruth you can't. Yeah. Match of the fucking year, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. (laughs) Which one? (laughs) They only asked about three minutes anyway, don't they? (laughs) There's about four, wasn't there? (laughs) Oh, fuck no. Babyface of the year, Brock Lesnar. Really? Sami Zayn's clearly the most over-fucking-babyface they've got right now.
0: Yeah. Was that the 2022 awards, though?
1: Yep. Tag team of the year the Uso's. No. FGR. (laughs)
0: Easily. Evil Heel of the Year. Evil Heel as opposed to just heel.
1: Yeah. MJF.
0: Yeah.
1: I can't really argue that. But where he's got fucking Brock Lesnar range from Babyface of the Year, Brock Lesnar, and the Uso's tag team of the year, I have to disagree. No chance. I, no I have chance. to disagree there. Obviously it's all uh, it's all subjective, but
0: Brock and Roman's never ever been in the conversation for match of the year, has it? Let's be honest. No.
1: No, they're very the very similar every single match they have.
0: I couldn't like... even pick I couldn't even think of which one he's on about because they've had it they had about four matches, didn't they, in twenty twenty two, I think.
1: It's about fourteen spears, fourteen <laughs> superman punches, fourteen F fives, and then some cunt wins. Yeah. Come but then yeah, I found they're... out he's he's got another he's got another podcast. Fuck's sake! <laughs> it's called That's Life. How many does he have? We we've seen at least six or seven. <laughs> They've all got Patreon pages, and he all and he always begs for money. But That's <laughs> Life. is not he's not wrestling based,
0: right? <laughs> it's faith based. Oh bro. no! <laughs> Won't be subscribing to that one.
1: An old an, an old Steve Nine on Twitter wanted to shout out and he said, My brother told me years ago that you can have your spiritual man and your flesh man and the one you feed will be the one that's stronger. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Keep feeding the spirit, bro. Oh, Vince retweets that. That oh. makes no fucking makes no fucking sense to me personally. <laughs>
0: It doesn't make any sense. You
1: can you can probably imagine me me and Mark are not the most spiritual of cats, but
0: <laughs> no, not particularly. <laughs> the man just
1: is? never stops. This guy, I, I don't know how many. I don't know. He's got the time fi- for all these
0: podcasts.
1: No, I find it hard enough to do this fucking podcast every two weeks. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> But I don't think he has an actual job, though Russo does he? So uh, he just
0: sat there recording all day every day.
1: <laughs> mad. His last bit of madness this week is his new Webby's Jericho column. <laughs> that that classic publication. <laughs> In his latest co- column, Vince Russo reveals that Cody Rhodes' words about him left him distraught.
0: Right. What did Cody say? I don't
1: remember neither does Vince because he doesn't actually specify what Cody says I've, I've read the column I'm afraid complete oh with grammatical and spelling errors real real journalist he actually mentions that he's a real journalist in the first fucking paragraph <laughs> and he's and he says basically he spent a lot of time with Dusty and Dustin and he loved both of those and Cody said something some time ago on a podcast doesn't say what but it left him distraught because that's not the kind of thing that Dusty would have liked him to say do you know do you know what I mean it's just yeah why bring that up now and not (laughs) justify what he said oh it's because uh, Cody's in the main event of Wrestlemania maybe and he's got you know clicks fucking hell fire what an absolute oxygen thief (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's a fucking
0: tanner, he really is. <laughs> there's just there's just no redeeming qualities to him, is there? <laughs> it's
1: just a lot of the stuff that he doesn't like I don't like. Yeah. But same with his good old mate. But it's one the way they put it across, see the shit they do like I don't fucking like and he's just the most inane fucking Bell piece I've ever ever seen in my life. He talks <laughs> some utter shit. He, he's, he's a classic in in the creating sort of landscape. As in, can't you know hold his hands up and say, you know, I was wrong. Yeah, you know that what I did there was a bit shit. You know, it, you know, with all I've missed it. No,
0: never does that. Doubles
1: down on fucking everything. He's got no track record other than a period of about eighteen months when he didn't even have the final say on what went out. <laughs>
0: Not at WWF. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and he lobbies and fucking begs and pleads. And people probably give him a fucking job because he never shuts the fuck up and leaves him alone. <laughs> <laughs> probably like Meltzer. Do you remember when we said like Meltzer? People just tell Meltzer what, they, what he wants to hear just to get him off the case.
0: Yeah. Yeah, probably. I wonder life. if that's how he got his Web is Jericho column. He begged to Jericho and the people in control of that.
1: Still makes me laugh though because Jericho retweets everyone's Jericho fucking thing as well, so it's like your interests, Christopher, are a bit a bit skewed here, <laughs> just a bit. <laughs> I know what you're all thinking. You're not, you're not mentioned, old Glenys, <laughs> and that's because Glenys had a quiet one. He's not been that Glenith's, active, has he? Glenith's been retweeting a lot, just just shite <laughs> about American sports that I couldn't give two shits about. However, he quote tweeted something the other day. He's bas- back on his political bandwagon. <laughs> I, know, I know some people don't like it when we go off into the politics, but this is this is moronic. <laughs> New York Daily News power tweet saying Columbia University will no longer require SAT or ACT scores in undergraduate admissions. In- innocuous, saying basically you can you don't need to you know, get a decent score in their equivalent of like the A-levels or whatever to get into a university slash college in America. This absolute, you know, straight, just pulling shit out of his ass has (laughs) nothing to do with the actual tweet. He just says, colleges are just institutions to recruit and indoctrinate people to vote Democrat.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) has absolutely nothing to do with the subject matter
1: (laughs) no and there's no fucking college campus in America that has like young Republican groups or you know any of that shit all these fucking Ivy League colleges like Harvard and Yale and like oh look at all the Republican presidents that went to them hmm do you know what I mean he's a fucking imbecile absolute imbecile (laughs) he really is (laughs) I mean, I always thought universities and colleges were to teach you, so you can get a degree and then go and do something with that degree in the working world.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's to uh, it, it's all about polit- political sort of brainwashing. If you listen to yes, Glenn. it is.
1: Uh, so, Glenn's clearly outing himself as a massive conspiracy theorist. <laughs> and what's even more, what's pissed me off even more, because I hate this fucker more than I hate these two, Mark fucking Madden. Who we will see on our WCW journey as the fucking liver bird as his picture.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, I hate him. So he's, much. he's a
1: fucking American, right? And he's a scout bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean people from the whole city of Liverpool, I just mean Liverpool supporters. Yeah. But and he's going on about fucking playing fuzzy in this bar and I'm loving it and all this. And I'm like, oh, fuck off and no. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> so I wonder where where Glenn's loyalty is lied with someone like old Chrissy Jezza,
2: mm.
1: because he slags AEW off to the to absolute fuck, right? Yeah. Regardless but... if they do anything decent or not, right? At least like you know we'll we'll always say when they do good shit, mm-hmm. but we'll always say when they do bad shit, and a lot of other people do that. It's just that a lot of the AEW lot can't hear the compliments in. Uh, in between all the fucking the shit, you there. know, yeah. But Chrisy is clearly a massive conspiracy theorist, Republican yeah. lunatic. But he's also one of the big boys at AEW, so I wonder where. And he's also he also you know worked with him in the nineties.
0: So <laughs> In the nineties, I don't know. I don't reckon they they get on well. To be fair, but you never know, dear. You? Yeah. you never know. But his
1: best bud writes for his little website, so oh. Yeah.
0: What a tangle web we weave. <laughs> was that? Was that everything for Glenn this week? They're very, very relatively quiet, wasn't it? It was. I hope
1: it does something stupid next week and not politically based. I hope it's like sort
0: of calling out wrestlers
1: yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't like this political Glen Gilberty. I mean, he's clearly a fucking insipid moron. But you know, with no research, no context, no nothing, he's a fucking dick. <laughs> it's been, been Dis Bro Fever and we'll see you next fortnight.
2: Bro.
0: Bro. This bro.
2: Fever. bro. Fever. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Right, so let's uh let's get <laughs> on to the, the journey to Bishop's Wonderland. <laughs> This week we are in Charlotte, North Carolina, horseman country. It's Nitro, the 9th of December, 1996. <laughs>
3: of disco! Do you hear what I hear? I hear music playing. And I hear big pipes. It sounds like Piper's music. Here he comes, right out of the box here. Roddy, Roddy Piper. And would you listen to the fans? What? I can't hear you. That. he has a Carolina Panther t-shirt on, one day removed from the hometown team in the NFL, beating the San Francisco 49ers, and securing a place in the playoffs, he's coming all the way to the ring. That's amazing, Tony. In the 90s, we have a creature on the endangered species list. It's called a real man. I'm glad to see we still got one. Man who just walked into the ring. A man with enough guts to scare the pants off of Paul Hogan. What a moment in sports. It's nice, it's nice to be home. You know, I know I said this before, but I used to live at the Tukasigi Days Inn on 77 before it was pretty. I got a rap sheet longer than Highway 77. I've done more things wrong in my life. <laughs> and half of them right here, and you still cheer for me? <laughs> I think last time, last time you folks saw me, uh, I had a whole bunch of big guys, NWO and stuff pounding on my leg (laughs) now what do you want me to do I'm going to tell you folks some stuff that nobody would tell you (laughs) first of all On December 29th, they want me to fight Hogan in Nashville, Tennessee. I must tell you, I got six kids. Damn, man. I got to win this fight. I got a choice. But you know... (laughs) <laughs> you, know, you know, when they say being ashamed of things, and I, I'd, li- I'd like you to hear this, when they say being ashamed of things, I, I have a couple of things in my career I, I am ashamed of. I had my, I think it was my seven-year-old kid, I'm not sure which one. Uh, anyway, he had saw the NW all written on my leg, and he said to me, he says, He says, Daddy, you know, Hulk Hogan's younger than you, and you only got one leg. Maybe you shouldn't go out and fight him, you know? Uh, uh. I guess I'm supposed to be ashamed uh, because, as Hogan put it, I'm a gimp. (laughs) Didn't seem to stop Bo Jackson. (laughs) One time in my career most shameful thing that I ever done and I'll never do it again and you'll understand why in a second is I boxed Mr. T in a boxing match at a Nassau Coliseum and they wanted me to take a dive for him and I said I don't take dives and I don't do windows so they made me and who they are is somebody you would never guess none of the obvious they made me put my hands in the boxing gloves, and they made me curl up my fist, and then they made the rest of the boxing glove come around so I wouldn't hurt the poor little actor. <laughs> so now I've vented it. I owe you all $100 for the couch. It's out. It's the most shameful thing I've ever done, and I'll be damned if I'm taking a dive for anybody at any time at anywhere. Oh, there's a guy there, (laughs) there's a guy there, just a second, can you get a shot of that gentleman said, this is NWO country? (laughs) I have nothing, I have nothing against the NWO, I am not with the WCW, I am not with the NWO, I'm Roddy Piper. I will tell you this though, just point of interest. I saw a promo the NWO did, and they had six of them in a room. Right? They're all dressed in leathers. They're drinking Dom Pérignon. Not one woman. So you keep putting that sign up, brother, because we know exactly where you're coming from. You. sick and tired of hearing about Hogan, who, let's face it, Hogan is Hulk Hogan. He has been in the lead for years. He is a man to contend with. He truly is a superstar. And I'm not taking this fight lightly. So what I figure, I know he's in the building. Let's just have it now. Oh, my. He's calling him out. The Panthers, they're underdogs. From what I understand, I'm coming in the Evander Holyfield of this fight. Bring them on out, because what doesn't kill me makes me stronger, and I'm feeling awful powerful.
1: Right, Matt, right off the bat. Yeah. We don't get Sony, We don't get Larry.
0: We get a monster pop, though. Absolute we monster.
1: We, we get Monsters, Inc. level
0: of pop. <laughs> um Here comes Piper. I mean, there's not many better ways to start the show off, to be fair, is there? Not when you're maximising your Piper hours and time. Oh, boy, do they. Boy, do they on this episode. Fuck me, um, do they, yeah. <laughs> so he comes out, and I'm thinking to myself, there's no way anyone can get a pop as big as that. And I'm thinking this this could be Tarrant. But then, something happened in later on in the show that which really shocked me. Um, so, um, we'll get to that later. <laughs> and me too. <laughs> um, Pulling out all the stops tonight. <laughs> so, uh, Piper comes down. Crowd's ravenous, as you'd expect. Really loving it. Uh, Carolina so Pampers ravenous. t-shirt. Yeah, proper play cool. up to that. And to be fair, look, he looks... He looks like a star, doesn't he? To be fair, I mean. he's a he's a handsome bastard, though, isn't he? Oh yeah, he's rugged. Under the radar, handsome. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he's a, a good-looking fella. Oh yeah, he looks great. He's got a mic in hand. Yeah, luscious. <laughs> yeah, Simba tea, levels of hair. <laughs> and he said, um, he sort of comes down. First few things he said, he sort of, he sort of stood there, sort of almost soaking it all up because he's get he's getting great reaction as you'd expect. And he's sort of, you know, saying, like, you know, all, this, all the things I've done so wrong in my career, especially in this city, and he's still, he's, I still can't believe that you're cheering me and all that. So I think he's enjoying it, to be fair. Uh um, he's nice looking at it. Loving uh, it. Yeah. And he was saying that he sort of tells a story about how he spoke with his son, and he, his son was worried about him fighting Hogan because of his leg and stuff like that. I thought it was really good stuff, to be fair. And he eventually got on to a point where he was, like, he was talking about, the, you know, he had that sort of boxing, Shitty boxing thing with Mister T. Yeah, um, he was saying that he he got forced into doing something in that match that he didn't want to do, and he said he's never gonna he's never gonna take a dive for Hogan or anything like this. He
1: he did it, he did it well though. He didn't he, he said, didn't expose said it. it.
0: It was a work, but yeah.
1: without saying it's a work, but saying like in boxing, you you said sometimes you get asked to take a dive. So yeah. it, it worked. It didn't expose
0: the business as a whole. I don't think. No, definitely not. He he, he says he, he says he's not sort of any way in line with WCW. He does make a a very strange insinuation that the NWO are homosexuals. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which was a little bit odd, but I'll sort of let it slide, I think. It's very it
1: was it didn't he didn't need to go there. What he said was was six men in leather drinking champagne, not one woman. Yeah. And it was it was very nineties America kind of. I mean, it got over I in that didn't. room,
0: but it was a, it's a little bit distasteful now, isn't it? <laughs> deep deep south, mate. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, And he said that, you know, it, in no way is he going to take his fight with Hogan lightly. And he says, you know, because of that, we might as well have it right now. Jacket comes off, calls out Hogan, but no sign of him. I thought it was a great opening to the show, to be honest with you. <laughs> it was, it was eight, eight and a half minutes, but still... It didn't fit it didn't feel like it dragged on like a Hogan promo or something like that. You no, like it didn't. You felt like he was telling a story and he was building to it and it was it was a nice crescendo at the end where he sort of he sort of really amped it up. He's really good at that, like the way you could sort of he yeah. can really get you into it. Did you enjoy the it? Story-teller. I did, I did. He's it was very lively, the crowd
1: made it better as well. You know, they couldn't have could everything. have picked a better person to open the show, could they? No, they couldn't have picked a better town for him to do it in. No, uh, the crowd are clearly like horseman, piper, WCW crowd, like classic. I thought, I thought it could have been, he could have got it done in five minutes, but you know it didn't outstay its welcome like Hogan's, like like the initial one with him and Hogan where they were just talking it over each other and, and yeah. trying to get the last word in kind of thing. But yeah, I, I thought it was decent. It was, it fired me up for the show, mm. and the crowd, and it fired the fucking crowd up like no end. It's great.
0: But then, um, then I was brought back down to earth.
1: I know we got we got M Chinlock versus Mike Enos. What a penis, M Chinlock. It was nice. It was nice to see Enos, but pity yeah. it was against this boring bastard.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, Wall Street's absolutely awful. Isn't it? He's really bad, especially at this point. where He's just phoning it in, and he uh, yeah.
1: It's another classic where his music doesn't match his fucking gimmick. He's got like funk rock fusion music, and he comes in like a fucking full blazer, tie <laughs> the
0: the a monster. Do you know what I mean, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Wall Street bastard.
2: <laughs> um, his
0: hair is disgusting, isn't it? Like you just don't you realize every time you see him how bloody awful his hair is, Wall Street.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: it's
1: it's, it's only going to get worse, isn't it? There was a, there was a really funny classic Zabisco line where he, he pops him out occasionally. Yeah, he said Piper's the only guy that he knows that's got more kids than you, Tony. <laughs> I thought it was quite funny because he's got six, I think, Piper, and Tony's got five. <laughs> I thought you were going to pull out the arm, Again, then. <laughs> I think I think that's a bit coarse. bit a, a coarse <laughs> for our listeners' taste. Yeah, old Enos pulls out seven point four on the steamboat, though. Anything above seven. Anything above seven gets you the
0: Davy Melts Star of Doom. <laughs> I mean, there this, 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 this wasn't much to much to go off here, was there? Apart from the sort of the 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 sort of aftermath of it, in a way. I do have to point out
1: the long-term storytelling because he Tony does say we're going to hear from Kevin Greened a bit. <laughs> 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 I mean, this is, is... for weeks. I think this angle, this this Tony uh, Tony Green Kevin Green angle, is where old Tony Khan <laughs> has got his idea of long term storytelling from. <laughs>
0: yeah, he has. He has. That's where he got it from. Tony Schiavone told him about it, and then T K lost his shit. and was like, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> T K,
1: what watch this? Watch this Mongo Kevin Green angle. It'll take <laughs> four years, but you know, watch it week to week. <laughs> superb, sizzles away nicely. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Sullivan really let it simmer. <laughs> um,
0: no, I mean, it, it was a, it was a piss poor match, really. Uh, it was. But Dibiase get... rocks up well, doesn't he? Yeah, well, he's got a history with with Wall Street, hasn't he? So he certainly has.
1: So Enos is distracted, and but then he gets a nice power slam. Dibiase yeah. offers a contract, but Chinlock hits a Samoan drop for free. Right. <laughs> there was no chi- there was no Chinlock in the match. I know. So I was fucking astounded. <laughs> and Chinlock takes the contract, money in Quebec, and Chinlock is in the NWO. <laughs> what a shit
0: person to recruit.
1: <laughs> Last and week
0: it was in- Bagwell.
1: <laughs> instantly. I mean, just had, they've had just had a bishop to the mix, remember, the coolest yeah. fucker on the planet. They've yeah. got they've gone from like, you know, eight to about a four on the cool level. Yep. Yeah. Fuck me. You couldn't have picked a shitter a fucking
0: guy <laughs> It's even worse than Bagwell, in it, from last week? At least Bagwell, oh, like a young up-and-comer and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> Ch- Chinlock's
1: just a fucking, you know, old man. He may as well put Duggan in it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Duggan in the black and white. <laughs> That'd be brilliant. <laughs> oh, dear. um Hope! <laughs> did you hear um did you hear Larry Zbyszko channeling Helmsley at one point? No. <laughs> so Enos, I think it was I think it might have been that, that power slam. <laughs> Larry goes,
2: "Good snap." <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then Shivani just turned around and went big fucking deal.
0: <laughs> you know, your ball's hanging out. <laughs> your big, big ball sack hanging out your shorts. <laughs> I love Take this up. business. <laughs> Take <them up>. a <laughs> bow. Fuck's
1: sake. Then, then we get uh, something that I felt extremely uncomfortable watching.
0: Yeah. Or seriously uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> so we get a clip of sullivan watching a video of Benoir and woman drinking wine on the saturday night show yeah.
2: hey kevin obviously i'm not at my mother's and obviously i'm not in the keys i'm definitely not in the bahamas honey and i know you can't find me i told you that when i was planning on leaving you couldn't find me I meant it. You can't find me. I really meant it in Baltimore when I said that uh, if you kicked him one more time, I meant it was over. I meant it. You don't hurt somebody this way and get away with it. This is not 1950. This is 1996. You know? Women have rights. We can vote. You know, you get that cute little comment you tell the boys all the time in in the bar, but uh, it's not funny. And I don't like it. This is 1996. I do what I want, when I want. (laughs) I have nothing to do with NWO, do I, Chris?
4: Sullivan, you talk about us making the same mistakes. I don't think I've made any mistake. You talk about kicking some sense into me. To be talking like that, you obviously need a little sense kicked into yourself. Waiter. You talk about being the best chess player at this game. Well, Sullivan, my bishop takes your queen
5: All right, Taskmaster Kevin Sullivan, your reaction. Kevin, your reaction to what we've just seen. Come on, Kevin, let's get out of here.
1: Come on. Woman Gold Sullivan, basically. He, she says, you can't, you won't be able to find her. She says, it's over. It's like harrowing levels are at a maximum
0: here. <laughs> like, yeah, she was like, oh, I'm not on my mother's, I'm not in the Bahamas like you thought, and all this. And it's oh, very strange. Says, well, we find out later,
1: essentially, where she is. I mean, and gave the game away, but never mind. Um, she says it's 1996, Kevin, not the 50s. She does what she wants when she wants, and then Benoit comes out of a good line, but in context, it says, Uh, my bishop takes your queen, checkmate. It's a, it's Cause a, great, line. It's a fucking great line because he's had you know six weeks to prepare it or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that was it, uh, it plays into that,
0: that thing that. Uh, like Sullivan, like Sullivan was saying, he's the best chess player in the game, is he? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great line. This um, is this
1: is this is what gets me about this. This is some of the best stuff they've got going on. Yeah. In
0: 1996,
1: but obviously with everything that comes after it, it's just it's so hard to enjoy. Horrific, it. yeah. Yeah.
0: It's, yeah, it really
1: oh, is. And Sullivan walks off looking distraught with Jimmy Hart. I mean, if Sullivan sold it well. Oh, yeah, but if you're distraught,
0: Jimmy fucking Hart's not the guy you want with (laughs) you, He's not the man to console you, is he? (laughs) No. (laughs) Come on, baby! Come on, baby! Come on, baby! (laughs) I thought that was a... I mean, if you take the context of what happened afterwards, it's a fucking great little segment, that, to be fair.
1: Which which we have to, if we're just reviewing this as a programme from 1996. You've got to forget anything that happened in the past... Not Forget it, but you've got to just, just sort of like we're talking put about it, this try and, put it in to a the vacuum, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, I hope they I hope they have a match at Starcade, but I don't know if they do. I'd like to think so,
1: yeah. But what worries me is it's not going to be on like the pay-per-view, it's going to be on a clash or it's going to be on the Saturday night show or yeah. something. And
0: it's That's a shame because
1: this is the realest thing they've got at yeah. the moment. Then Definitely. we get human colostomy bag, Hugh Morris. <laughs> versus Lou Diamond Phillips with Nuno Bettencourt in his corner. Oh joy. Oh This joy. could be
0: this could easily be the worst matchup we've ever seen. Yeah. Apart from Joe, Joe Gomez and Mongo, maybe.
1: Or or Tenta versus no no or uh the giant versus Loch Ness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, or those was one the of three. them Tenta Bubba matches. Tenta Bubba matches with shit. Carson City dollar on a pole match. Fuck me
0: <laughs> that was that was pretty bad. <laughs> But yeah, this this is about as bad as it gets in terms of a, of a, of a match up for me. I Hate Hugh Morris. The yeah, Renegades, no, no. absolutely fucking pony. Let's be honest. Oh, just, I, I, I couldn't. I, I mean, I tried. I tried to sort of be, you know, tried to be impartial. But I just fucking hate watching Hugh Morris. It's just something about him.
1: Just to clarify, Lou Diamond-Phillips and Nuno Bettencourt are the renegade and Joe Gomez. Just in case case you're a first-time listener. And if you don't know who Lou Diamond-Phillips or Nuno Bettencourt is, Google.
0: (laughs) Oh, dear. Um, So, Morris, he, he gets all cocky, as he does sometimes in the match, Pretty shocker of a start. Let's be honest. Um, Morris gets all cocky in the face of Joe Gomez, then he almost gets rolled up. There's a fucking load of crap exchanges. The, the shitty bear hug by by Morris as well. Oh, well, when he locked that on, I just thought oh fuck, could he get worse? Could you? How can you make oh a bear hug? I think you make it worse. <laughs> oh, me. Morris gets a bear hug, and then Renegade goes, "Hang on, I need to put a bear bear hug in as well." <laughs> It's just a bear hug exchange is not what you want. <laughs> Nobody needs to put a bear hug on in, in the 90s. It's, you know, it's had its day. It's like the heart punch. Yeah. <laughs> um, who was it that did the heart punch? Is it, survive, is it Survivor City? Crush. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I just remembered that then. That's was awful, that. There's a big power slam by Renegade. He tries to get fired up. The crowd's absolutely just crickets. Like, no one's interested side slam and a fat boy moontop for free for uh, for Morris though to finish it off absolute steaming shit it's possibly one of the worst matches we've seen
1: without a shadow of a doubt it's it's <laughs> got to go on the uh, on the list
0: for the end of year awards yeah definitely <laughs> it was shocking <laughs> uh, but then we get a little bit of a sort of uh, development of something we saw a few moments ago I think he's
3: coming here he's, coming, he's coming over by you Hang on, hang on a second. If you want the people to hear you, get a microphone for so him. talk to you! Give him a phone! Let me talk to you! Okay, what? First of all, I just saw that video that you played Saturday night. Well, i Let me tell you something. I know this is a rating game. You're trying to do everything to get every bit of ratings. That video wasn't sent to WCW. Who was it sent us Well,
5: I was sent to you. I mean...
3: Me? Then why didn't you have the common courtesy and decency to ask me if you could show that?
5: Listen, I'm only doing what I'm told out here. You're not only doing what
3: you're told. You're a pawn. You're just trying to get ratings. First of all, I have a personal life. Do you realize I have to do things Outside this ring? Okay, let me finish. Go ahead. I hear people talking about family. Well, I got somebody that that affected real bad. Shivani and Jabisco, you had nothing to do with it, but I know you take my side. Next time, you got something to show. I don't care about ratings. I have somebody to take care of. You give it to me, and I don't care where they are.
0: So we get Sullivan. He he, he comes down to um he comes down to the commentary booth or well, the commentary table to confront Tony. He's not happy. Um, he's serious future. He was like horseman with like tape over it. it. Eggs over
2: it.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder how long it took him to uh, come up with that idea. <laughs> um, if it took longer than a minute, I'd be fucking disappointed in him. <laughs> so he comes out. He's he's he, to be fair. He, he's visibly furious. He's 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 upset that the, he said that the video was sent to him, but it was shown without his consent on live TV and stuff like that. But yeah, but good. we both know you only just need to hop over the rail and give Tony Schiavone a tape to get it. <laughs> that's the all it so. takes. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's uh, that's in the history books. That. I've done that a few times. So they, they he says that they did it just for ratings, and they didn't they didn't care about what it could do to him and his family and stuff like that. And, and he said that he, he makes a sort of ominous warning to Tony about things like that happening in the future. I thought it was, but it was pretty good, to be fair.
1: Yeah, I thought it was different. It was quite shooty, but I thought it was quite yeah. decent. But it was very similar to that sort of savage Liz on a swing thing
0: where Bischoff showed him the. Yeah, you know I mean? it was. Yeah, it was similar. It was similar, yeah. It, but they're, pulling, more...
1: they're pulling a few bits out of the bag, old Sullivan, at the moment that they've done a couple of weeks previously, like that. Like the, the same finish with the Jarrett Bubba matches and shit like that. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: maybe he's getting a bit fucking out of ideas. Maybe. And then we get something even more weird. It was oh, a video. A fucking sting with "Holding Out for a Hero" by Bonnie Tyler. A, what a, a redeem tune! What a ridiculous song choice. <laughs> I mean, that was ten
0: years old even then. I think must have been at least. But, but you show it off like clips of your dark, like new, like mysterious figure, and you've got that song playing in the background. It's just it just did not fit at all. It was so odd. <laughs>
1: It's li- they literally put it on because it says we're holding out for a hero because he's supposed
0: to be the saviour. But <laughs> do you reckon they've just gone right? Find a song that says we need a hero. Yeah, yeah, that'll do. And uh, they've not just they've not checked the they've not listened to it before. Uh, they've just lobbed it straight at the BT. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah if this, if that happened today, they'd have banged out Iglesias, wouldn't they, Enrique? <laughs> <laughs> Let me be
0: your hero. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't want him to be my hero, sir. Uh... <laughs> Uh, So that was odd. I mean, what a shocker of a uh, sort of creative choice for that. Um, Very much so. But then we get Gene with Kevin Green.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's like the night of 10,000 promos, isn't it? It's like fucking hell. Gene's a lot of promos. Ubiquitous. All right, ladies
5: and gentlemen, live here in Charlotte tonight, one of the great heroes of world championship wrestling and professional wrestling, of course, is Sting. But here is a man who is going to tear the roof down tonight. Number 91 for the Panthers, NFC. Sack Reader, Kevin Green. I think we got a little fever going on. Kevin Green back here in shot at the home of the panthers world championship wrestling very quickly an old friend or foe steve mongo mcmichael definitely foe i want you to know that we're going to accomplish what we
3: set out this year to accomplish Kicking a lot of ass and i'm coming after mongo this offseason it still burns in me how he turned his back on me stole me out for a couple of bucks it burns in me and i will have my say
5: All right, Kevin, you've got to be delighted, absolutely elated, a 10-4 season. And I must say, the Panthers and Kevin Green are on a roll right now.
3: I tell you what, I told everybody that we were going to surprise some people this year. And that's exactly what we did. And I reckon the 49ers know what I'm talking about right now. Talk to me.
5: Kevin Green... You've had an opportunity to sit back and watch television, the NWO, WCW. What's your take on it?
3: I think it's a bunch of crap, this NWO crap. And I want you to know, if I ever get a shot at Hulk Hogan, I'm going to take him down. and I'm going to rename Hulk Hogan. This Hollywood Hogan. And it's going to be Choking Hogan. You know why? Why? He's going to be choking when he has my fist halfway down his throat.
0: Kevin Green, Carolina Panther. But, but he gets this, He gets a pop. This was this is what I was referring to. <laughs> I didn't think I didn't think Piper would be beaten, but I generally think Kevin Green's pop was bigger. And that's just because of where he was. Because if it was any other arena, any other place, no one would give a fucking shiny shit about him. Crickets. But, yeah. But because he obviously plays for the for the Pan- uh, Carolina Pampers and they've just won some playoff game or something, the crowd's absolutely losing the shit for him. And he gets yeah. the tarot pop, which is just, I never thought no. I'd say that. it gets, oh, no. gets the tarot. There was, there, was, there was bigger pops. No, I just think I, just because of the surprise factor, I just couldn't. I just didn't anticipate that he would get a reaction as good as that. Insane, insane. <laughs> in the membrane that. I mean, it's a long-awaited return, though, isn't it? Let's be honest.
1: He's, he mentions the Mongo stuff, so we've got another six months to go on that until the off-season. Fuck <laughs> oh, me, and then he starts like whittering on about some fucking American football jargon that I have no idea about. And he says the NWO are crap. Ed, bit edgy, that, for uh, 1996. Fucking hell. Yeah. And he <laughs> wants to essentially fist Hogan's throat. Lovely.
0: <laughs> what did you want to call him? He wanted to rename him Choking Hogan or something. <laughs> Terrible. You've had, you've had a while to work on this, Kevin.
1: <laughs> uh, you, you would be great in the marketing department. Slogan, too, man,
0: wouldn't you? He's, he's had too many fucking hits of the head in the fucking football field. Jesus Christ, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, up next though is the first genuine match you could sort of get anything out of. I was looking forward to this. Yeah, uh, so it's cruiserweight title, Malenko with his quest to to make it to Starcade so he could try and unify those cruiserweight belts. So it's him versus someone who debuted relatively recently, last few months or so, Jimmy Graffiti, who I didn't know an awful lot about to be fair when I, when I first saw him, but you. Obviously, I was impressed with him and in the odd few matches he had. It's like everyone's favourite youth club helper, isn't he? Dressed like, "Hey guys, I'm cool." Hey, look at these, G- look at these jorts. <laughs> it looks like Cena, her before Cena. Yeah.
1: <laughs> looks like Cena after like some sort of explosion in a Crayola factory. It's just, it's too colourful. There's too much shit going on. It's too yeah, busy. the T-shirts
0: bad. <laughs> yeah, the gloves um, are worse. Yeah, true. I mean, to be fair, I, yeah, you were quite quite looking forward to this match, so um, do you want to talk us through it? Yeah, Dino comes out, big match Dino, gets a
1: pop. Yeah. Yep. He, he looks in the fucking zone, game face as always. He's got a white stripe on his waistcoat, though, which is new.
0: New addition. He's added something new else edition. to his character.
1: Yeah. <laughs> nice plain white stripe, you know, just to add a bit more jazz to it. I you know? <laughs> thought it was an odd touch. Uh, they feel each other out for a bit with waist locks and hammerlock reversals the drop toe yeah. hold front face lock really nice technical stuff to be fair graffiti gets the edge with a double wrist lock and an arm bar dean reverses and hits a clothesline and then they go to the fucking break
0: there was um, just before the break there was a, there was some good commentary from larry which i have to call out because it's quite rare um <laughs> it is he basically, rare. <laughs> he, he basically was talking about how a championship could weigh heavy on some people, and they can't handle it. But he he said that Dean loves being the champion; and he relishes it. And like yeah. even when he even when he lost the belt, his main goal was I'm getting that back. Focused, no matter what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was really good commentary, to be fair. Yeah. Um, no, and it just sums sums up the character of Dean Malenko in this sort of for this point.
1: As much as we think Larry Zbysko is pony, we've got to call him out when he does good stuff.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: So we come back from the break and they're slugging it out. And Dino gets distracted by fucking Sonny Ono, who's rocked up with his camera again. (laughs) Jesus. Old Jimmy Graffiti gets a jawbreaker and Dino comes back with vicious knees. And Jimmy uh, headbutts his midsection.
0: That was an interesting little spot. I like that.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, Back suplex for two. A gut wrench suplex for two. Nice T-bone for two. Nice T-bone suplex. Sidekicks Jimmy outside. But Jimmy evades the uh, baseball slide and hits a clothesline on the floor. He drops Dino on the rail and chucks him back in. Small gripe, Dino didn't really sell it very much.
0: No, not as much as he should have done, no. Dino hits a
1: superplex off the top and they both sell it for about 30 seconds. And then Jimmy telegraphs the leapfrog and gets a back kick for two. Couldn't read me writing. (laughs) Sadly, he doesn't hook the leg. Yeah. Lackadaisical cover. It was, lackadaisical cover. Powerbomb with a slow jackknife cover, again, lackadaisical. And Dino bridges out, which was lovely, no,
0: well, and thanks. hits his
1: own powerbomb for a very, very close two. Jimmy Graffiti hits a desperation stun gun and goes through a vertical suplex. Dino counters with a small package for free. Classic Dino finish, never a big move. <laughs>
0: always <No>. always <laughs> some pinning variation. <laughs> I thought it was really good, a really fun TV match, to be fair.
1: Yeah. I thought it was a great TV match, and I did like the finish. To be fair, because he because he countered the suplex, it was nice. I love. Uh, I really
0: like the finish. Yeah, it was. It was I love the way he switched the momentum and
1: just rolled through. Yeah. I thought it was really cool. I thought he made Jimmy Graffiti look great. I think Jimmy Griffith is a solid hand, yep. and uh, I'd like to see more of him, please. But he needs yep. a change on the
0: ring gear. Yeah, he definitely does. <laughs> yeah, like you say, I, I thought it was really fun. A few few tiny bits that weren't like you said a couple of no, no selling bits but other than that it was it was just a really fun sort of eight to ten minute match i can't remember exactly how long it was but i really i really got a, i really got a lot of fun out of it but we get a bit of more sort of i suppose development of the feud
5: thank you very much Tony. uh during the course of that match i couldn't help but notice sonny ono a man known more for his business acumen that is wrestling expertise coming to ringside to watch Dean Malenko and Jimmy Graffiti in action, you're no Herb Ritz I must say that to you, hey don't flash that, Ultimo Dragon is going to be going against Dean Malenko for the cruiserweight title, Sonny Ono, you coming out with this camera you do it week after week, you irritate people, I can't believe you do what you do what do you mean I irritate someone? hey, hey, hey. whoa, 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 wait a minute what happened to that Japanese accent?
3: uh, my accent all. My accento is a... Uh, 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 my... You
5: lost it there for a pal. You're some kind of a scam from a sushi bar. Are you putting me on?
3: Hey, hey, let me tell you something. And let me tell you guys something. The reason why I speak with a little accento with this little face...
5: Accento? Come on, pal. Give us a break. All right, all
3: right. I speak with a little accent with this face. You know why? Because this country is so great that if I speak with a little accent, you know what I get? I get free education maybe free housing. <laughs> Sometime, I understand, you can even stay home and get free money in this country. Oh, what a great country this is.
5: These people here, they, they love you to death, the Sonny Ono, Ultimo Dragon, Dean Malenko. Your thoughts, we're inside three weeks now.
3: <laughs> Ultimo Dragon is eight belt champion. He's gonna destroy that wannabe, Dean Malenko. He's got a belt in these.
5: <laughs> you know what you could do with that camera? I'll tell you in just a
0: second. Stay tuned. More nitro coming up after this. So Gene's got uh, Sonny <laughs> Gene's got Soniono, um on the uh, the sort of aisleway. And the um <laughs> just flashing him, just like constantly just taking like quick little pictures of him. I thought that was quite funny. So um, fun. and like and then Sonny Ono like speaks sort of off mic and you can sort of hear him. And then G's going, hey, 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 where's your accent? (laughs) He's like, are you one of those sushi workers or something like that? And it's just like, a bit racist. (laughs) It's it's, it's proper bad. It's
1: proper bad. So it turns out Sonny Ono's an American. Yeah. Asian American, (laughs) which I actually couldn't remember. I actually genuinely thought he was Japanese. Well, he is of Japanese heritage, obviously. But he says he can get away with having an accent because he can get and do whatever he wants, basically, in America. What a great country. And he puts over a little McDragon and says that Dean has has belt envy. Mm. It, was, it was it was all right. It was
2: you
0: know, yeah, nothing great. Yeah. But casual racism aside, uh.
1: yeah, <laughs> I mean we've come to expect that kind of shit usually from Larry. But
0: yeah, <laughs> you know, Gene not so much from Gene, But he's got he's got he's got a little clagger in him. And he sometimes <laughs> yeah, it is, it is more sort of you know. Sex offendery,
1: <laughs> predatory, <laughs> yeah, extremely predatory. But I mean, Sonny Ono has come out and said, you know, it was very racist in WCW in the 90s, so you know, yeah, at least, he, at least he's <laughs> called it out. And we get some clips of the three way tag match at World War Three to put over yeah. the next match, which is Face of the Fair versus the fucking nasty boys. Was this essentially a number one contender match? I think so. I think I think the faces have already got the title match at Starcade, which we found out when they were on the way down to the ring. But I think yeah. this was just sort of bragging, rights See, you know. Yeah. Get get the nasties out of the picture of the tag belts because you don't want them anywhere fucking near him.
0: No. No. I mean, to be honest with you, I've enjoyed watching the faces of fear for the last month or so or whatever, when they've been on this sort of good run. But I think it ended here. <laughs>
1: Yeah, this was absolutely fucking mental.
0: But not in a good way in a, no. it, for me. It just completely... It, I, think it, I think it was an absolute mess. And I think that's down to the Nasty Boys. I think they're fucking awful. Really do. They are so They're not as
1: bad as Public Enemy, but they're no. fucking...
0: No, they're not, but no one's as bad as them. I and mean, it starts <laughs> off all right. You know, there's yeah. sort of... You know, as you'd expect, it, it kicks off and they're all at it in the rig. And you think it's going to settle down, but it never really does.
1: No, it's not going to be a technical classic, is it?
0: No, no, not at all, and, and nor should it be. But I, I just thought, I just thought at times it it, it, it it didn't know where they were going with it. I felt like Rick Knox was refereeing at one point as well. Like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, completely, completely irrelevant the refereeing in funny. one. Yeah, and I mean, at, at points you would get the ref was looking right at him, and they were lobbing chairs at each other's heads, and like, like right in front of his face. Not even like, there's no way you could have even hide it, but. I mean, it was just, what did you think of it? Because it was just fucking, I thought it was an absolute train wreck. <laughs> yeah, the nasty scene quite over. Yeah, somehow. Larry
1: Larry brings his uh, racism back. We've got, we get a two for two from Gene and then from Larry. The one generation removed from Cannibals, the face of their opponent. He loves
0: that one, doesn't he? He always pulls that fucking, out. Fucking shocking.
1: This was a four-way brawl to start the old pair off. Sags and Meng head outside. We get the double screen for five seconds, thankfully.
0: No more. <laughs> I thought it was going to be the full match.
1: <laughs> oh, I could have cried. Double shoulders to Barb. And Hall and Nash come out to watch the uh, action to monstrous booze. They do look cool as fuck, though, to be fair. I'll give them that. Yeah, they did. <laughs> uh, the nastiest double team, Meng, but Meng comes back. World's strongest slam by Barb. <laughs> Sorry. To Barb. By Sags looked like he was struggling. There's a leg drop by Sags. Uh, Hart pulls Sags's leg and then Sags goes after Hart and Meng just kicks the utter fuck out of him. <laughs> Barb hits him with a chair. Meng fucking levers Sags with body shots. Barb's holding his arms against the ropes and Meng is just fucking going for it. <laughs> <laughs> which, which I enjoyed to be fair. And there's more chairs. rest completely fucking lost it. Barb misses the top head, but Nobs is in, then all four are in. It descends into utter fucking chaos. Knobs hits a flying clothesline, then a splash, there's no ref. He's out with Sags, only Sags, though. I don't know why he's just with Sags. If there were two of them fighting, fair enough, but there's just yeah. Sags having a wonder. He's just
0: sort of walking around
1: with him, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, fucking bobbins. <laughs> Barb holds Sags and Hart comes off the top with a megaphone. There's no that in no
0: way should that be happening.
1: No, but then Sags moves and he clocks Barbarian, who sells it. Nobs, te- Nobs tears off Hart's jacket and gets launched onto Meng. Didn't look stagey at
2: all. I think Meng
1: caught him. Sorry, Barb hits Nobs with a megaphone for free. Mental, absolutely mental. But the fact that they had to beat him with a megaphone made it a, yeah. a lot more pony in terms of the fact that they're going for the tag belts.
0: Didn't really yeah, it didn't do much for didn't, didn't really didn't really put them over, did it? Really?
1: No, it, yeah, it was a bit shit, and and we all know what they are. They are yeah. double hard bastards. <laughs> and,
0: yeah, no, just, you, sh- you shouldn't need that. It was just messy. It was super messy. It was a Ref ref was all over the place, and the and the, and to be fair, even the outsiders coming out, they just, like it's not like the teams the teams of the ring didn't even acknowledge it. I, I don't know if it was bad on their end or what, but. It was, it was poor, for me anyway. It's a shame because I've been enjoying the faces of Veer for, for quite a while now. Um, but I don't think that's necessarily down to it. I think it's probably a mixture of them being in with the Nasties, yeah. to be fair. Um, I am looking forward to Hall and Nash versus the Faces at Starcade. Though. Yeah, yeah, I think that could be pretty good. I'm looking Do have for some
1: that. good news, though. Do have some good news for you. Go on. That was actually the last Nitro match that the Nasty Boys will have as a tag
0: team. That'll do me. That'll do me. Not going I'm, on singles runs, though, are they?
1: Not saying they want a pair of singles, but as a tag team, that's the last match they have on nights. So. Oh god,
0: I'm not going to have from, like a from what
1: I, from what I've researched.
0: <laughs> Hopefully, they don't have a rivalry. <laughs> Imagine them. Oh god, fuck
1: oh, you know. <laughs> I, 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 right, we, we're going to have to give each other permission to escape that shit if it happens.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll be happy to do that. But we go from that bit of a mess to something that was a whole lot better for me, anyway. One hundred percent. Gene, Gene's again, he's, he's really, really earning the paycheck this week. He's, he's on, on the, the ramp. Box, isn't he? <laughs> he's at the sort of aisle way again. And and he, he calls, obviously says the 13 or 14 time champion or whatever he is at this point. Um, 13, here comes Rick Flair. On
5: here on WCW Monday Nitro. Keep Jimmy Hart away from me, please. Ladies and gentlemen in his own hometown, join me in welcoming the 13 time... CW heavyweight champion of the world, the nature boy, Rick. This town is on fire right now you're sitting on the sidelines taking it all in during this holiday season so much so much happening in this great sport of ours and in your life me
3: The Charlotte, Carolina Panthers, baby. Woo! And Kevin Green, wherever you are, watch this.
5: Uh-oh. Hello.
3: I might not like you, brother, but right now you are the man. But that's not what I'm here for. Tonight, I ask. The world to tune in because one of my closest friends in this sport is here tonight, and I want to ask the greatest Scotsman uh, since or before, William Wallace, Roddy Piper, to come out to a great Charlotte welcome. Woo! When I sit in my home week after week and I hear the word icon being passed around so easily, let me assure you and everybody and every phase of the wrestling world, especially WCW, that this man, it is no secret, is truly an icon to the sport of professional wrestling.
5: He is bona fide.
3: Mean Gene, Roddy Piper came to Charlotte in 1981 in a Greyhound bus. Three weeks later, after traveling with me and going up and down the highways, there were women everywhere Call him Hot Rod. Then... He took off like a rocket ship and now he's got a home next to Phil Knight, the owner of Nike in Beaverton, Oregon, that it takes me two days to walk across to get to his front door. He's a big-time player.
5: You said Beaverton. He's
3: a big-time player. Now I want to look you right in the eye, because I wouldn't do this for anybody but you. You have taken it upon yourself to challenge Hulk Hogan. In this town, what do we think of Hulk Hogan in this town? He sucks. Yeah. He sucks. Hogan sucks. Now, let me say this to you. Come here. This is hard to do. Two years ago, he came to WCW it was up to me to carry the team ball. I fumbled. I dropped the ball. He beat Ric Flair. He was a better man on that night. He beat me, and I walked away. I made the mistake of walking away, my head between my legs, embarrassed, and to this day, it haunts me. You, however, not for WCW, not for anybody else, not for the kitty and the kids, brother, because I know you. You're here to rectify the situation. And let me say to you, before you get all humble pie, out there earlier ago you made reference to the fact you had a bad leg, that you were older than Hogan. Well, I'm older than you. You know what the difference is between you and me and Hogan? We all get old, but only you and I are going to get great, brother. You got that, Hollywood? So RP, let me say this. I come here tonight because I want you to know the Charlotte, the Horseman, WCW, whatever you need. It's yours in Nashville because I want to see you kick Hogan's
2: ass, brother. I
3: love you, man. <laughs> I tell you, uh, real quickly, I just want to sum this up. They don't come no finer than Ric Flair. As a matter of fact, I was in your gym today, man. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> um, but as far as the four horsemen, Mr. Anderson said some real nice things. You said some real nice things. I'll tell you what it is for me, Rick. Uh, this is my last shot, folks. Uh, this I ain't part of nobody. I ain't part of nothing. This is my last shot at making it a goal. They're calling me a gimp. They're calling me this. I don't want nobody's help. I appreciate it. I don't want to come off vain. I don't want to come... I don't give a damn how I come off. I'm coming December 29th with all the guts in the world to beat Hulk Hogan and to become the icon. And if I don't do it by myself... I won't be able to live with myself. I'm not making another mistake on December 29th in Nashville, Tennessee. You're mine. I love you. Mwah. Thank you.
0: And it comes back to the Horseman. Horseman tune. Yeah, there's no wooing. No. 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 It was weird, though. It was a big pop. And to be fair, it could have easily been the Tarrant as well. I mean, if you if you want to give your own individual...
1: Oh no, there's a there's a there's a pop in this in this programme that just outweighs anything.
2: <laughs>
0: and I will tell you when it comes. So um so Flair comes out, as I say, to the Horseman tune, which was a bit odd, but I'll let it off. He's in the home of the of the Carolina Panthers and he he, he signals a bowing down to Kevin Green despite wrestling him like six months ago. <laughs> well he does say I d I don't like you, but you are the man at the moment kind of thing. And and yeah.
1: even though like Kevin Green's still pissed off with Mongo and the horseman for all that shite, and
0: it's a bit yeah. odd. maybe reshooting. Yeah. shooting. Possibly. But he wants to welcome one of his best friends in the entire business. The best Scotsman since William Wallace, he says.
1: Not a Scotsman, <laughs> clearly Canadian, but never mind.
0: Um, and it's another. Drew massive... McIntyre. <laughs> it's another huge pot for Piper, his second appearance yeah. of the night. And he said that Flair says that icons passed around a lot in this business, but Piper is truly an icon of pro wrestling. That was some of his his words. And to be fair, Piper's absolutely like, like like, visibly like popping every time for Flair. Them
1: (laughs) two fucking love each other. He's
0: he's like, he's telling him how we came to
1: Charlotte in 1981 on a bus and Piper's laughing his bollocks off. He says after three weeks with Flair, women started calling him hot rod. And I'm sure they possibly called the cops as well if he was with Flair. <laughs> he says uh, he now, but he now lives next to the owner of Nike or Nike, as he says, yeah. in a uh, Beaver Town, Oregon. <laughs> Flair's favorite town, Beaver Town. <laughs> <laughs> Just likes beavers. <laughs> yeah, that's it. He says Charlotte thinks thinks that Hogan sucks. Rick Flair says two years ago, ninety-four, when he fought Hogan in Hogan's first match in WCW, he dropped the ball. His mistake was walking away from it. Yeah. Uh, we get the. He says we all get old. He's older than Piper and Hogan, but only those two get great. Meaning mm. Flair and Piper. Yeah. And he says everyone's got his back. The Horseman WCW everybody, but Piper puts Flair over. Andy puts Iron over. And Piper says it's his last shot list, and he doesn't need any help because he needs to do it on his own.
0: Yeah, he said he won't, Did he say he wouldn't be able to live with himself if he if he couldn't do it on his own or something like that?
1: Yeah, yeah, along them lines,
0: yeah. yeah. Good stuff.
2: It was well, good,
1: good stuff. stuff Flair, Flair upped, upped it a notch because Flair's yeah. just the most animated fucker on the planet. Yeah. I thought Piper was great. You could see some genuine... It was genu- it was genuine at the end
0: of the day. It was awesome. he looked like he's he was having a good time, and then he was with his mate. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was good. I, I really, I, I like the jeopardy that, uh, that Piper's really putting on the match because I know that I know yeah. that it was sort of announced as like the match of the decade, blah blah blah, whatever they call it. But he's added like real, like like you say, jeopardy to it. It, it feels really important now that, like with some of the yeah. promos he's done. So yeah, I think it I also. It
1: I think in this episode Piper says gimp more than we say gimp.
0: That takes some doing that.
1: <laughs> it certainly
0: does. Yeah, but um we get to the uh, the hour two now, don't we? After that. And they get it and back. They get on. It spot
1: on after the break. Couldn't believe it. No need for a Pink Floyd concert though. <laughs>
0: Puff whiz, puff whiz, bang. <laughs> more, than, more than 500 quid that, though, it's got to be. <laughs> oh, it's a good paper. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so we
1: get, we get Shivoni, Double Duty, Bobby Heenan and Mike Tenet. Uh Bobby says, for once, he's behind Piper. And then they recap Piper's initial promo from before. <laughs> so it's like... They are maximizing Piper to the fucking hilt tonight. Well, they have
0: probably you know, got limited limited appearances, aren't they? So you might as well. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> but we said that we said that last week. We said like we know Piper's on the show. I hope they maximize the Piper yeah. because Piper can fucking draw money if he if he's allowed to sell the fucking match.
0: And he, he does he does very well selling it to me anyway. <laughs> so he does the damnedest, him. doesn't he? Yeah. Because
1: yeah. because he probably knows in his heart of hearts in ring it's going to be pony. But you know, it's all about the build. We've already Enough got the money, smoke brother. And
0: mirrors and stuff like that. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, they obviously they they recap Piper and they say he's like he's in serious business. And, and Bobby's like, I never thought I'd I'd be back in Piper, but you know, this is where we're at. <laughs> so I thought that was quite good.
1: This just reminds me of '92 Rumble when when Flair comes in at three, and obviously Heenan's fully behind Flair, and yeah. Piper comes in, and I think Jake, I think it's Jake Roberts. Flair and Piper in the ring, and this is just it. When, when Bobby talks about Piper, this just always sticks out in my head. So he uh he stops Jake from hitting Piper and he's like, Oh, thank you, buddy. thank you, Roddy. It's not a skirt, it's a kilt. And then oh, I was like, He's like, and then and then he turns around and lamps Flair and he's like, You skirt wearing freak. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, every time I think of them two together, it just tickles me. Right. Um, <laughs> next up, we get. Corazon de Leon, the Lionheart. Oh, Christy Jezza, come out, baby! This is uh, Bobby Eaton. Bobby, yeah. Nice well, little match-up. If this gets longer than five minutes, it could be it could be quite a nice TV match. This did we did we or
0: did we not see this relatively recently? Or could I have no, I mistaken not? it for something else?
1: We might have done. that no way? Do I thought it was with Jarrett. Was it with Jarrett? Was it eating Jack? No, it was Ricky Martin versus Jarrett, and that was fucking turkey, wasn't
0: it? <laughs> yeah. I, I, to be fair, I could be getting it confused, but I just for some reason it's sort we of it, probably have. Yeah. They like to repeat matches, don't they?
1: <laughs> and finishes. <laughs>
0: Yeah, true. Bobby Eaton's
1: got a shocking mullet on him, but it oddly suits him. <laughs> I
0: don't know. Yeah, it, doesn't, it doesn't look out. It doesn't look out of place with him, does it? it sort of.
1: Works. No, because it's not long. It's only sort of to sort of back of the neck job, isn't it? It's not. Yeah. It's not a Brad Armstrong dog shit waterfall. <laughs> <is> it? <laughs> yeah, it's not. <laughs> Jericho's definitely over, and he's oh, yeah. started to find his personality, hasn't he? So it's 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 coming.
0: Yeah, it's, it's definitely coming.
1: It's quite nice to see him and enjoy him. Not As be opposed a to today, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: There's a <laughs> nice headlock on a shoulder by Eaton. Uh, he telegraphs the Leapfrog and hits a clothesline. He goes for that textbook top rope knee early on, but he only gets yeah, two for it.
0: Picture perfect, like it?
1: That knee looks like it fucking takes your nose off, but he doesn't, doesn't yeah. touch him. He's fucking brilliant.
0: Top pro. A nice
1: slam by Jericho and cuts a, a fairly wooden inset promo.
0: I thought it was that was really poor actually that promo. Yeah,
1: it was about the NWO and the history and lineage of WCW, uh, and he says he's not finished with Patrick yet. So fucking hooray!
0: We're getting a rematch at Stargate.
1: <laughs> I don't think we need a rematch. I did it right. I thoroughly enjoyed it. You thoroughly enjoyed the build up, and I thought, and we actually gave it match of the night, didn't we? <laughs> that, uh, yeah. uh, at World War Three, I think was it World War Three?
0: Yeah, it was. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and um it sounds ridiculous we don't how you need, we,
0: say that, that we gave that. Man. Yeah,
1: don't need to see it again. Don't need to see <laughs> no, it again. Maybe not. You don't, don't, don't need Patrick to get his win back. You know to I mean? <laughs> so be so, fair, way, I don't
0: think I saw Patrick on this episode. He wasn't on it, was he?
1: No, no. They're keeping him in cotton wool because of his bad neck, I think.
0: <laughs> you got to look after your top talent.
1: That's it, man. There's a vertical suplex and a lion salt for two. Eaton catches Jezza up top with an electric chair, but he misses the Alabama jam. I fucking love that move, the Alabama jam. But if you notice, before it, when Jezza moved, he sort of cocked his leg back in because he's yeah. thinking, I'm not I'm, I'm not going to fucking jam my leg. I'm not daft. Super kick. Top rope missile drop kick for free by Jezza. Jer- Jericho gets a credible win. I thought it was a nice, quick TV match. Nothing offensive. Just did what it had to do, getting Jericho over. Yeah. More Yeah.
0: I mean, it's it is a little bit sad that he's like that. Be- Eaton's like reduced to that role, but he's he's good at it, and I suppose, and and he, he gets a young talent over, so you can't really complain.
1: Well, for our uh, retro WCW bonus episode, the first match involves Bobby Eaton, and I'm thinking, great, great, I get to show marks and classic Bobby. Eaton. No, it's a scaffold match. <laughs> I'm just thinking, he's just going to think he's shit from forever now because he's That's like on that <laughs> one, is it? It's a shoot no. fall from the scaffolding, no. No, we, 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 we will be doing that though. <laughs> we will be doing that. The scaffold matches are the dirt fucking worst. Yeah. <laughs> so they recap this Sting and Rick Steiner stuff, and then we get the mental witterings of the Steiner
0: Brothers.
5: Tony, I thank you very much. Joining me a couple of gentlemen who are very close, or at least in the past, have been very close with Stinger. I'm talking about Rick and Scott, the Steiner Brothers. You've, uh, you've been on the shelf for a little while, uh, Scotty, we know you're out with uh, with an injury that you're nursing. You take a look at what's happened to your brother here. What, what's your feelings on this involving Sting?
3: Well, let me tell you something, Mean Gene. There ain't too many people in this world that can go toe-to-toe with the die face gremlin and go face-to-face one-on-one. Well, as saying goes, all is fair in love and war. But Mean Gene, let me ask you a question. If you were in a fight with my brother, would you hand him a bat?
5: Absolutely not.
3: That's right, because handing my brother a bat in a fight is crazy, because he's nuts. But Sting, last week on Nitro, I seen you just do that. You handed him a bat and turned your back. But Sting, when you handed him that bat, I seen something in your eyes, Sting. I thought I seen the old Sting and a new Sting now. So Sting, I seen you do it to Lex Luger, I seen you do it to my brother and now it's up to us to figure out what you're trying to say to me and my brother and lex luger but sting i got a message for you lex luger and the steiner brothers are wcw
5: rick uh, you took a couple of shots from Sting, and of course we, we had an opportunity here just moments ago to see it what do you think of the guy do you think he still is uh the old sting
3: i don't know where sting's at i don't know where he's going he could be up in the Raptors right now if you're up there listening sting i don't up think this so The our brothers are sitting here waiting what's Sting gonna do next he did it to lex he did it to me
5: we're waiting for a message sting what's next? all right scotty uh well as you can see rick kind of looking around here I don't, I don't know what to make of it but one thing i do know is that if the old Sting is there, I'd like to see him come on back.
3: That's right, Sting. I don't know what you're thinking. You got a lot of people out here confused, but Sting, we're waiting on you. Thank you very much. Stay
5: tuned. More.
0: Nitro. Scott is still in his YMCA gimmick. <laughs>
1: he's hog wild, baby, and he's not afraid to show it. Uh, He's—he's literally—he's been pumped up at the fucking garage, has not he? It's like he's, he's had like massive. a fucking, a football
0: pumped up his ass. At the gym. Yeah. Just like pumping him up for weeks, and he's just—he's like—he's just like a walking, like walking <laughs> example of <can> walk. steroids.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like a fucking balloon animal, doesn't he? <laughs> Michelin man. <laughs> so we with Gene, obviously, because you know Gene gets paid by the minute. Fuck me, yeah. Scotty says you shouldn't hand Rick a, a baseball bat because he's nuts. Yeah, I don't think you're far off nuts either, Scotty. <laughs> He's he's proper gibbering and stumbling, obviously. It's Scott Steiner, and then he says he saw old Sting in New Sting's eyes. That's fucking what an odd. Same point isn't? Yeah. (laughs) He says basically that everyone's trying. to... Well, he's trying to decipher Sting, and I'm thinking every other fucker's trying to decipher you. (laughs) It's it's fucking babbling, isn't it? Yeah. He says they're WCW. Uh, and Rick says, "There's no clue. You know, he's got no clue where Sting is or what he's doing next, and he's just looking like a lunatic in yeah, the but, fucking raft." <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, but he brought Luger into it for no reason, as well. It was just like Luger's uh, not even there. Like, what are you want about <laughs> proper it was, simpletons? <laughs> it was just proper daft as fuck. Well. <laughs> <laughs> but I still love. I still love them. They're great. Yeah, they are funny. <laughs> and then we got a, a little bit of a video recap of of the sort of hot streak that Luger's been on recently, all the people he's been racking and everyone he's been beating. All big fuckers. They're all in. They're all in on the Luger hype train, aren't they?
1: Yeah. He's got to win the belt somewhere down the line he's got.
0: Yeah, Yeah, he has to. He has to. There's too much momentum on his side, isn't there? Then we get um, an interesting match. We we don't see this man, the first man in particular, very often anymore, Sergeant Craig Pickman. So um, he's up against the... The sort of Anne Anderson retirement tour is sort of rolling into uh, to Charlotte this time. Yeah. He's accompanied by Deborah and Mongo this time.
1: Craigie Pittman gets fucking
0: pyro. That far outweighs his status. So undeserved. I put that as well. There's no way he's deserving pyro. <laughs>
1: no. He's got a tash as well. And he's completely bald. He's literally fucking gone. Oh, Teddy, I like that look. <laughs> but he's not got Teddy with him anymore no no which is odd as he just thought yeah. we'll mould into one
0: <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't know what what Teddy sort of flicks in between his clients doesn't he
1: yeah when he with like fucking Gomez for a bit or no no who, no, who was it, was it Jimmy Empowers? Powers yeah Powers that was it they're all interchangeable Then three renegade <laughs> Powers and Gomez fuck me
0: <laughs> didn't they make a little four piece group at one point or did I imagine that like if, was,
1: it was, it was, was Alex was Wright old, as well. uh, Yeah, GTT was in it, wasn't he? <laughs> GTT, <laughs> old
2: German
0: techno twat. Anne's <laughs> got a naughty little bomber jacket on.
1: Yeah, I kind of want one.
0: Yeah, really nice. was it—a Horseman one, or is it just a random one? Or I hope it's a
1: Horseman one because it's it's infinitely better than his fucking hogwild denim jacket with cut-off sleeves.
0: Yeah, that was poor. <laughs> Didn't suit him at all, that did it. <laughs> Not um, one fucking bit. But this one was—it was like classic. Like it's like one of the ones that like FTR wear like those like classic like game jerseys, like game jackets and stuff like that. I thought it was cool to sort of start it off. Though we get an insert promo by Sullivan, don't we? It was fucking superb. It, it really was. was. Yeah, it was. It was really good. He um he essentially puts this whole situation down to Ad Anderson. He's he switched he switched attention now. He says it he said there's been some long cold nights recently. But he says that him and Anne next week are gonna have to warm things up. As it's only between says, them now.
1: Yeah, he says there's nothing left for him, nothing else left for him. I'm like this is chilling, but it in in context of the fucking show, it's fucking superb. But,
0: yeah. yeah. He's really good at that. Like that sort of menacing soft oh, God, voice. Yeah. yeah. I didn't like it when have he seen was the like, am- he
1: Stuff he did in Florida with fucking Matt Lewin fucking hell it's, yeah. it's, it he genuinely had people believing he was the fucking devil it yeah. wasn't it wasn't gimmicky like like the dungeon is if you know what I mean it was it was fucking chilling yeah but in like that mint wrestling way but anyway yeah I digress so we get waist lock reversals to a stalemate. Pitman Pittman works his arm and Ann whispers something to Mongo as they go to the break we're back and Pittman gets knee-posted and ragged on the apron. You can
0: tell, like, week by week, Arne's just losing that like little bit every time, and it's just—it's really sad to see, actually.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it really is sad. So, uh, like I said, o- Anne goes up top and uh, no-sell Pittman straight back in, slams him off the top, hooks in the cold red, but Anne gets to the ropes. It spills out onto the floor and fucking Roboto distracts the ref with a tea and coffee. And... <laughs> Mongo gets his briefcase to Pittman in his ribs. Uh, the back in, a flawless DDT, let's be honest, for free. Snapped it didn't he? Yeah, it was quick. It didn't need the fuckery to beat Craig Pittman. No. And I think I think it was a bit phoned in by
0: old uh, AA. Yeah, you can tell, Kai, uh, it's just His art doesn't seem like it's in it anymore, unfortunately. Especially matches like that where there's just nothing in it for him. He redeems himself in a moment. So Jean's back again. Grabs him for an interview. Steve
5: Mongo, McMichael, Deborah here, and Arne Anderson, conspicuous by her absence here this evening on Nitro. Woman, where is she? Flair's here.
3: I'm here. Mongo and Deborah's here. Benoit's in Germany again. Where is Woman? Two and two's four. You know, somehow, if love is in the air, it sure does stink. And I think somehow this is all my fault. No, Arne, like I told you from the beginning, it is not your fault. I tried to tell you about that little tramp, Nancy, but no, you wouldn't listen to me, would you? No. And tonight, I wore this crown and banner out to prove to you that I am the most beautiful and the most intelligent. So, Arne, i with it. And that means, Arn, that I am the most powerful horseman. Isn't that right, Steve? Woo, You can't argue with that genuine little man. Listen, Arn, this ain't no time to be getting caught up in a soap opera, baby. You rededicated us last week, and look what you did. You went up there and you beat one of the toughest wrestlers in the world all by yourself, baby. Oh, That's to taking oh, care of business, horseman style. That's what we're talking about, man. Benoit, come home. Woman, got
5: a bone to pick with you. I think it's more the business, I think it's little...
0: Gene Jim wants to know what's going on with Benoit and Woman. He needs he needs to he needs to get the scoop. He
1: does.
5: <laughs> but we did we
1: did if anyone out there watched along with us, we did bypass the Tony the Tiger segment. Fuck off. I've had it. Oh yeah.
0: No 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 don't want to see that. No, 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 no. <laughs> so he says that Benoit's in Germany. So we know that woman's there as well.
1: Exactly, Obviously. gave the game
0: away. Gave the game away. <laughs> and he said, he, he said, if love's in the air, then it's it started to stink, which was cool. <laughs> and then Deborah starts jumping in, and she is just the absolute dirt worst, isn't she? <laughs> she calls rush... a
1: uh, woman a tramp.
0: <laughs> she does, Nancy. Nancy, she says, don't forget. She's a she. She uses a full a real name when no one knows that her real name's Nancy. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> and then just babbles fucking utter shy about fucking winning pageants. She comes yeah, out with like, a fucking gimmick
0: on her head and a sachet. Yeah, she's like, Beauty is beauty is power and all this. And it's just like, She's like, Well, that makes me the most powerful horseman. It's like, What are you on about? <laughs> Woman's well fitter than her. <laughs> <laughs> Infinitely. And then, and then Mongo puts his 2P in. Doesn't say Two it babies. You, you know. Two babies. Two yeah. babies. <laughs> Whoever's giving
1: fucking Roboto mic time needs fucking shooting. <laughs> what a she gets who more
0: mic
1: time know, She gets more mic time than Hall and fucking Nash. I
0: know. It's insane, isn't it? <laughs> who, who thinks this is a good idea? <laughs> I have
1: no idea. Sh- surely Mongo can't have any sway. I might he might do.
0: Oh, he might fuck's
1: <laughs> And then Anne finishes it with Benoit Come Home, Woman. I got a bone to pick with you.
0: That was a nice way to sign off. To be fair, it
1: wasn't. It wasn't the best Horseman promo, but I think that's a lot to do with that fucking yapping fucking Chihuahua in a fucking sachet.
0: <laughs> She's terrible, really. Is um, I can't believe I, for some reason I just never. You know when we first watched it, I never clicked on that. That was like Austin's wife. I just, I, I just, and for some reason, I never realised. And then you mentioned it like a few months ago, and it just. I can't stop thinking, like, all I could see is that sort of, like, you know, that Austin and Rock thing where she was his manager and stuff like yeah. that. Deborah's not a factor. What?
1: <laughs> <laughs> he did He did allegedly beat her up, though, so. Allegedly. Also, I don't know why I keep saying sachet. A sachet is something of, like, sugar that you put in your brew. You mean a sash?
0: It's a sash. <laughs> yeah. Just corrected your error there.
1: <laughs> what a penis. Speaking <laughs> of guys we love who we don't see very often smells like yoga, emanates emanates from the stereo and we get DDP, all in black trolling or foreshadowing Mm.
0: maybe maybe, and then we get this slap-nutted cunt (laughs) no reaction for him anymore nothing
1: really yeah, fuck him (laughs) honestly I just had enough of the prick. The winner gets a buy to Starcade because of the Luger R and Double DQ. So they face the winner of uh, Eddie Benoit, which is on in the coming weeks. So yeah. what you said last week about Eddie DDP. It looks like it's... Could, Looks yeah. like we're getting it again. So they feel each other out a bit. They lock up. There's posturing by Paige. And uh, Jarrett takes him down and walks over him. You get a wry smile from Paige. Yeah. And then old slap nuts struts like a simpleton. Obviously, <laughs> the headlock takeover and scissors. There's a lot of posturing, but Paige does it really well because it's more like just like flicking his hair at him and just like sticking his tongue out and taking the piss and stuff. Yeah. Uh, whereas Jarrett's is all very like. Staged. I like.
0: I, I didn't mind the start of it. I thought it was nice to sort of like because there was a lot on the line, so there's like a feeling out process. Yeah, yeah, that.
1: yeah. But, I agree. They're quite evenly matched as they go to the break. Yeah. So we're back from the break and Paige gets a back suplex and a tilt-a-whirl slam for two. Lovely.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful, that tilt-a-whirl, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Jarrett regains control with a jawbreaker, an insigari, and a swinging neckbreaker for two. His hair makes me genuinely disgusted.
0: It's like Gail Platt, isn't it? <laughs> it's, 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 it seriously is.
1: Speaking of which, speaking of which, not Gail Platt. But while I was in uh, in Ultringham last week, outside Marks and Spencers, yeah. there's a flower stall, buying flowers, Sally Webster, no shit. Really?
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> just about two days after I saw Nathan Ake. <laughs> Did you shout, Rosie? <laughs> I went, your husband's an odds. Allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> I've got to stress that. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> You've a got an info on that. <laughs> yeah, we have. But I can't get into that for legal reasons. Although my brother did shout it at him in Costco in Trafford Park. So, and this is, this is, this isn't a shoot husband. This is, this is on on camera husband. Shoot husband. Rose, so fair.
0: Anyway. (laughs) That was a hell of a segue, that, wasn't it? Yeah, I can't keep this in. (laughs)
1: <laughs> there's, a vicious, there's a vicious Irish whip and a boss man straddled by Jarrett. Sunset flip home spot for two by Page, and and then he gets hit with a clothesline. It's a great sell job there by Paige Thought it was lovely.
0: It was it's a great sell job. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, uh, just just to stress, the inside <laughs> info he's talking about wasn't me getting touched up by uh, Gary
0: Webster. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, dear me. <laughs> I can't stop laughing now. Folks <laughs> Oh, where were we?
1: <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> um... Old Slapnuts gets a slingshot suplex, which was nice, and he gets a flying fist drop for two. Uh, small package, hope spot for a pe- uh, by Page for two. Page fires back, but gets face planted. Slapnuts uh, slaps on a sleeper. Slaps on a sleeper. Paige-
0: Slapnuts
1: Slapnut slaps it. Yep. Page sells it, but fights out and nails Jackie uh, here with a discus clothesline to a big pop and both are down selling it. Nice dusty esque punch combos by Page. Yeah, they were cool I like that. Yeah, they're really nice. And he floors all the... Uh, Jet Jarrett flying clothesline gets two and a half. Very close. Page what
0: about misses. The end of page at
1: the end of this match. Oh yeah, it was great. Uh, page Page misses a corner charge and takes a fucking great bump out. I've yeah, missed him so taking them up. mad bumps, but the safe bumps—they're not yeah. off your head, fucking fucking El Hijo del Vikingo or whoever that might. <laughs> It was that Commodore or fucking whatever was on AEW where he runs across the top rope and does a dive to 16 waiting fucking people on the oh, outside. God knows. God knows. And everyone's going, "Well, this the best spot ever. No, it's not, it's turd. <laughs> it's athletic, I'll give him that, but fucking yeah. hell. Hall and Nash run out and the crowd fucking pops this time.
0: Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah,
1: they distract the ref and Hall gives him uh, a second rope raises edge. Page rolls in and covers for three it shovels the intrigue on absolutely shovels the intrigue on and there's questions and it was a very 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 good tv match the only gripe i had with it was comms putting over pages of heel when he was clearly working baby face yeah and the crowd and the crowd crowd was popping for him yeah yeah Yeah. i found that a very odd juxtaposition
0: i really like the finish and i like the whole like like Nash and Hall doing like the diamond cutter like signals they walked off into the camera just little subtle things like that just like they want they want him so badly but like you, you don't know where his head's at which is really quite cool uh, yeah like, I'm really enjoying that angle yeah me too I think they need to do a bit more of it though like, they, they sort of t- they do something really good of it and they don't touch on it for like three weeks and it's like yeah long-term storytelling,
1: <laughs> <Actual> <laughs> long-term
0: storytelling yeah yeah, it is, to be fair, like years in the making sort of stuff, isn't it? But then we get Jade's. Uh, I, I think this is his last appearance of the night, um, to be fair. Don't fuck.
1: <laughs> yeah, he collars Page in the ring, doesn't he? Yeah. i got
0: to agree with you
2: there, Tony. Diamond
5: Dallas Page, come on in here for just a second. What's wrong with this picture? Every time I see you at an arena around WCW, all of a sudden, who comes to your aid? But Hall and Nash, the Outsiders... Admittedly, they're good friends of yours and now you say you're not going to have any part of the new world order. What's the score?
3: Yeah, I know. Yeah, he knows that like this.
4: I don't need them. I got the hottest finish on the planet, the Diamond Cutter. He was inches from dying. I look up, they're leaving. I'm telling him one more time. You do your thing, let me do mine. Where were you guys three years ago? Huh? When I was busting my hump at WCW? Huh? When I was rated most improved wrestler last year by PWI and I'm a locking for the most improved again. You know what it reminds me of Jean? It reminds me of a girl I might've picked up in a nightclub and she, I don't know, she has one unbelievable time. We were working on some cardiovascular action. Next thing I know, she wants to be a member, have a membership. It's like this: stop calling me. That's what I'd say to the broad. I'm saying the same thing to them. Leave D D P alone. I'm a man who stands alone.
5: Quickly, no quickly, DDP, US Title. You've got a shot at uh, at that one. At Starcade is something you got to be preparing for.
4: Nobody wants it more than Diamond Dallas Page. I don't care who's in the tournament with me. Nobody wants it more than
5: DDP. We're gonna find
0: out December the 29th he's, uh, he, he He's like, "Oh, there's no way this is a coincidence, Page. Like, w- there's no way these two keep pop- popping up in your business and stuff like that." And DDP reiterates that he doesn't need them, and because he's got the highest finish in the game, that's obvious. Sort of his sort of thing at the moment (laughs) he says they can do their thing and I'll do mine and he said that you know where were they when I was busting my ass in WCW he says that he won most improved wrestler of the year it was a bit beggy I didn't like that a bit marky (laughs) wasn't it a bit AW. it was a bit it was a bit beggy a bit oh okay fair enough I'll let you I'll let it off because I do enjoy you and then he basically compared the end of Bio to some needy girl he picked up in a nightclub or something. Yeah. <laughs> some weird analogy. Cardiovascular action with <laughs>
1: <laughs> And he says that he just what he just needs needs him to stop calling. She he took he had some cardiovascular action and she wanted membership. <laughs> 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 Fucking
0: lunatic. It wasn't his best pro, but there's still some good stuff in it, to be fair. Yeah. He's he's pretty bang on in it. To be fair, I really do enjoy watching him. And then we we get we get away from that segment, and, and we're we're promised as sort of the main event: Rick Steiner versus Scott Norton. I think that's a bit of a flat way to end the show, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, yeah, God, to touch. <laughs> but then I think I think it was Steiner's music started playing, or it might it might have been Norton. I can't remember. No, it um, Scott, it was Steinerised. I think. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, well, yeah, you was you're right? And then out of nowhere, Piper's out. You know, maximizing. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Start the show of him, middle of the show of him, end the show of him. <laughs> uh, don't blame him. They're probably paying him an absolute fortune.
3: I've seen that work before. That's enough. That's enough. Hogan, oh, I know you're not afraid. Nothing's gonna happen till you get out here. I'm tired of talking. Time to do some fighting! Alright! Here we go. Tonight. Nothing's going to happen. Hogan, no retreat, no surrender. Get your big bomb out here now. He's calling. He's not going to play. Come on, baby. I know you're not afraid. You cannot play mind games with somebody who's taken as many punches as I have. Uh-oh. I think he's going to answer the call. See ya. Come on, baby. Let's, let's get it done. Brian, you can stay here because you know where they're going. Right to the ring. Let's go. With stalling. It's a time to fight in. Eric Bischoff. Oh, I love you. I you! Well, I do. let's go. It's a town to fight in. He's Hulk Hogan's messenger boy! Look! I mean, he's out here by himself! And Piper will give him a message to take back to Hogan. You can believe that. It's a good night for a fight! Well, you're not kidding. I tell you, I, you know... tired to the talk. It's, it's an awfully cocky brave, NWO! In control, no way! Play. I would not go to the ring, and look at to be sweating, I would not go to the ring with Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Uh,
2: <laughs> Ow!
3: And you ain't gonna cut it. <laughs> Excuse me, I think this was meant for you. Oh no, that's for you, man, they love you. And Whoa. I love you. I don't need this no more. And I don't need you. I'm looking for Hogan. So you just run along and put Mr. Piper, Mr. Piper, Mr. Piper. No, just, just relax. The NWO is not here. They've left the building. Yeah. Don't worry about it. I'm here to tell you that I really am your friend. I am your friend. Because yes, I tried to keep you out of WCW to protect you from yourself. I really, really did. I really am your friend. I love you too, buddy. And you know what? I've seen your movies and they're good. They're very good. But you are no Hulk Hogan. You are no Hulk Hogan. And let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. On the 29th, those lights you'll be seeing say Nashville Municipal Auditorium. That's the last thing you're going to remember seeing. You know why? Because those 24 ish pythons are going to squash you like a grape. Hey, we'll see you on the 29th. Gimp. I um, don't <laughs> understand this. Why they
1: change this. Changed the music halfway through. It was fucking yeah, pointless. Yeah.
0: Wasn't it? That was stupid because it just made it look fake. Then, didn't it? Because it's like he'd yeah, come out it. and the music was still playing. It's like fucking hell. He's interrupted everything. He's not bothered. So he comes. He comes down. He means serious business, doesn't he? To be fair, grabs a chair. He, he looks. He looks incessant. The word I like to use. Um, I thought, oh, this chair, and then he just sits on it. I thought, oh, he's going to yeah. use this. He's, no. Yeah. <laughs> um. He, yeah. Obviously, he loves the chair, and he just sits there. And he sort of. He's like, you yeah, know, I'm am tired of talking now, and he he's like, I'm gonna wait until this ring until I see Hogan come down. And he said that you can pl- you can try all you like, but you're not gonna play mind games with someone who's been punched in the head as much as I
2: have. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fair enough. <laughs> NWO of music plays, and you think it's gonna be a sort of maybe one of the last sort of confrontations between them, but it's not him; it's Bischoff, and he's he. To be fair, he gets some fucking serious heel heat, doesn't he, to be fair to to him.
1: But but he's sort of
0: by association in it, though, that's the thing. It's not really...
1: Yeah, he just doesn't work. For me, I think he's too shit and cheesy. He does that we're not worthy thing. Obviously, he's doing it sarcastically.
0: Yeah. I love you. I love you. You fuck off. He's getting littered, though, to be fair. So he's doing his job, isn't he? He's getting absolutely Oh, God, yeah, he gets... Shit.
1: You get some mad shit. But he's come out with a fucking goatee. <laughs> Where's that come from? <laughs> he's, he's obviously died as well.
0: <laughs>
1: he gets fucking bog roll lobbed at him.
0: Yeah, he's getting all sorts <laughs> thrown at it him be great.
1: it's brilliant. He gets proper showered with beer as well, or soft drink or whatever it is. He tells Eric to go. Bischoff says that he's uh, Piper's friend, and he puts over Piper and stuff, and says he likes his movies and all this, but you know Hulk Hogan. No, you're right. You're not. you're not. You're infinitely better than Hulk Hogan.
0: <laughs> Definitely.
1: He says Hogan will pretty much lever him, calls him a gimp. And then he gets decked to what I thought would be the tarant
0: pop. See, see I've worked you here, John. I've worked you. I've worked you into thinking that Kevin Green got the tarant pop of the night. <laughs> Kevin Green did get the tarant pop. He hasn't. I'm afraid it definitely goes to this. It he did, <laughs> but it wasn't just yet. <laughs> no, I think I think the tarot popper, the, the the real turret popper night was when Bischoff clocked, uh, when Bishop got clocked by Piper.
1: I thought it up to
0: notch when Kevin Green. Played... <laughs> 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 so, yeah, you working me now?
1: <laughs> no, it was It was definitely that, the, the tarot popper. The night was Bischoff getting clocked. He was. It was almost it,
0: it was not as big, but it was almost like the Austin stunner on Vince, wasn't it? Like the fucking dick boss gets sort of gets a bit of punishment.
1: I thought it was a bit too soon to do it. I thought Bischoff could have got away and
0: I thought Maybe know. The, maybe the night before maybe the, the, the week before the pay per view, maybe.
1: Maybe. But it was still a fucking great moment. And Hall, Nash, Giant and Biossi are out as Piper absolutely fucking loses his shit with a chair. It's around the ring, but no one's coming in. And then yeah. Kevin fucking Green jumps in.
0: <laughs> to <laughs> to be fair, it. it was a fucking hell of a pop, to be fair. <laughs> to assist. He gets a
1: monster pop. Yeah, The crowd is fucking rabid. <laughs> absolutely rabid. And then um started off by Dibiossi. DBOC DBOC
0: DBOC <laughs>
1: uh, each one of them puts up the wolf pack sign yeah in unison and then they're about to come in nash climbs over the top rope and we go off air fucking hell
0: that's a shame isn't it <laughs> that's that is massive massive <laughs> cuz that was fucking hot as hell that one what an angle I know, I was loving it. I was like, fuck it, don't stop. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> I know, it's just so annoying, is it, when they've got shit like fucking Deborah's talking for five minutes and they could have just yeah. given us an extra two or three minutes of this. That's all we needed. But what a what an angle to end the show, to be fair. What an angle. It was really good. Do you think they
1: did that on purpose because the only sort of out would have been Piper cleaning the clock of everyone with a chair?
0: Possibly. And they didn't, and they didn't want the NWO to look weak. Maybe so maybe so obviously we don't know what happened off air and, and no one would ever know at that point because no one nothing got leaked all over YouTube the next day so <laughs> no, you could get no away press with that. scrum <laughs> um but i thought it was a i thought it, i thought it was a, a much better showing in than last week because i thought last week's episode was poor yeah um, it was it was, was a good show this was this was a this was there was some really good angles really good development of sort of like the page and NWO stuff and some good matches on there as well and I'll be honest with you, it had no Luger, it had no Hogan. So, yeah. as much as we don't like,
1: well, you're, Luger's over with you. But <laughs> as much as we don't like Hogan,
0: yeah,
1: the two of the biggest stars. Yeah. So Piper literally carried that show on his fucking back.
0: Yeah. And, and he only brought it. It was it, it he he was it, by far and away the the, the MVP when he they even had to debate that.
1: 110%, one hundred and ten percent. Yeah. Yeah. He was he carried that from start to finish and he no one know superb
0: much, He put appeared three times and no one got bored of seeing him at any point like no. they, they were loving it absolutely loving and it. me and you
1: cynical fuckers that we are who, who like smart no right who, who sit there and like go on about the inner work and everything fucking pop for it like fans you know yeah. loved it and yeah, that's it what you need. that's what you need you know it's that's what you watch it for that's why we like wrestling so we can lose yeah. ourselves in it. And Piper was
0: fucking great. He was, definitely. Easily the man uh, I was going to say man of the match though, but MVP. <laughs> um, Person of the match. <laughs> um, and then um, we'll, we'll continue with the awards though, the uh, match of the night. Yeah. A couple of contenders.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to give an honorary mention, not honorary, honourable mention to Malenko versus Jimmy Graffiti. Yeah. But... Just for the fact that it had something on the line and it furthered an angle massively and added pure intrigue on it, has got to be DDP
0: Jarrett for me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I thought it was a really good match, that to be fair. I really enjoyed and that. Credit where credit's due. Jarrett held
1: up his end of the bargain, but you know, it just proved a point that Paige is a fucking star and Jarrett is nowhere Never near lost. that level. No, no, he's nowhere near that level. No. Disco Dug Hart Award.
0: Roboto. Deborah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no hesitation. <laughs> no. She is woeful. <laughs> She's utterly
1: abysmal. <laughs> I don't know if there's anyone worse on the show. Maybe no. maybe public enemy.
0: I don't know. At least they don't talk. <laughs> well it's not. Very, often, it's anyway. very true, yeah. <laughs>
1: It's it's gonna have to it might have to be renamed again. This is Robot Award. <laughs> I think that's the first time she's ever won it. Yeah, because there's always someone shit her, but uh, it, she stood out head and shoulders tonight. Yeah. Uh, Barnet of the night, who has been using head and shoulders. <laughs> it's got to be for me. It's got to be Jarrett. Or Wall it's Street. Got to be. Well, yeah, Wall Street's a great shout. But if you want to go Wall Street, we'll give a joint award. But personally, Jeff Jarrett's, you know, Coronation Street, fucking mid-90s nightmare. <laughs> I'm happy to give it to Jarrett. Any chance to slag him off? Honourable mention, Wall Street, M. Chinlock, and Bischoff's newly found goatee. <laughs> yeah, that's Face, calum, technically... Face Barnet.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>, Face Barnet, <laughs> it <don't> <laughs> Oh dear! It was bad that one. Freshly died.
1: Oh god, it was fucking awful. (laughs) So we've we've got another one in the bag, another one in the box. Marching on to Starcade '96 with a match of the millennium, decade, century, fucking all time, whatever they want to call it. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. What's upsetting me is I'm fucking ravenous for it right now. The build has been great. Yeah, even with Hogan to a degree, you know. If you, if, you, if you minimise his talking and get it over. But we all know the match is going to be Pony.
0: Yeah, but they've already got the money, brother.
1: <laughs> they've already got the money, brother. So our next one in a fortnight's time will be the 16th of December, 1996. Um, we were planning on doing a retro WCW uh, bonus this month, but we're going to have to put that to the wayside for a bit because. It's mania season, so we're going to do something a bit different as a bonus this month, start of April, uh, whenever the fuck it's on. To be fair, I don't even know when it's on, but um, we need to see. We need to see the the roller coaster win the belt. I'm assuming, and see. Oh, what, well, uh, I think so. Well, you think so? The furthering of the Sammy Owens Usos thing that possibly will be happening. Cena.
0: Cena's on it, and now, we've got
1: uh, can't sit, can't see him. <laughs> Um, yeah you've got to see so we're going to be doing that it's going to be a two-parter because fuck me it's going to be about nine hours over two days isn't it (laughs) probably what what it was last year because they've they've, they've realised that you know New Japan
0: can maximise butts in seats kind of thing yeah 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 to be fair the main event's the one that's really intriguing me because I'm really into that to be fair that's, just... that's
1: gonna be that's gonna be last on the second day though, isn't it? You know Yeah. Well be it'll be the Sunday one, won't it? Unless they do something fucking stupid because sometimes their card like lineups it makes are all sense. Odd. Yeah. Yeah, let's Royal Rumble started with the fucking Royal Rumble match. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> but you know, we'll see where it is on the card, but it's definitely one to watch. So we're gonna be doing that. Bit of a bit of a different sort of thing. We did yeah. we did one last year Romania last year in our previous incarnation and
0: yeah that don't often venture to a very current day WWE do we WWF it's literally the
1: current day isn't it even even yeah. the uh well wouldn't you know who won the Tony's four and a half yeah. years ago three years yeah. whatever it is That's but it. uh yeah it should be interesting something different to get your teeth into if you were looking forward to the retro WCW uh don't worry it will be coming soon don't worry and we've also got our uh, You Know we won the Tony episode 2 coming in the uh, in April as well, featuring you might get a running. You never know, might get a running. <laughs> Who knows? You know, running running with a chair <laughs> while Mark gigs himself on camera in the corner. <laughs> I'm professional, come on. <laughs> we are professional, obviously. So if you want to interact with us on Twitter, it is at pod. Uh, any tweets, retweets, anything like that, likes, whatever, just uh, sling them our way. We enjoy that. Uh, we probably should be a bit more active on Twitter, really. <laughs> yeah, probably. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> That's your job. You're the, you're the media guy. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> we are obviously on multiple platforms now. Apparently, we're on Apple Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called. Are we? I've got a little... Apparently so. I've got a little gimmick on, on my on my thing, so it I says we're on realize. that. I, I, I still can't find it. I'm I'm absolute an apple moron. So <laughs> I've tried my best to get it on. If it's not worked, they wouldn't let us put it on at first because our uh, graphic was slightly too big. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. I did everything. I downloaded iTunes payment method. The the Monty. Oh, uh, it's got to be. 30 times, 30, picked or whatever it was, I was like, for fuck's sake. I just think the the ghost of Steve Jobs is just haunting me. (laughs) So we are on the usual platforms, Apple, apparently, Spotify, Amazon, Podbean, a plethora of smorgasbord, a cornucopia. If you want to give us a a five-star Davey Meltzer review on Spotify, we would love that. If you want to uh, subscribe to us, Superkick, Instagory, you know, Booker T, Sidekick, whatever you want to do on that subscribe button
0: don't
1: slap do not the
2: slap,
0: thigh though do not
1: <laughs> slap the thigh fuck me because it cancels out the five stars because slapping thighs gets you seven remember <laughs> so we're back in a fortnight with the 16th of December we've got some bonus shite coming your way mania AEW stuff retro like even more retro than this shit so if there's it's no further business no questions Man. this week is there no,
0: nothing else to report.
1: Right, well I'll say them um, flippy floppy Lucha Libre, two words. Ray Mysterio. Cheerio The preceding podcast gimmick, it was paid for by look at the edges. Yeah, he gets he gets the robot. Was your dog farted or something? Yeah, I think so. You had <laughs> that, you had that. Someone's farted, but Definitely not me.
2: (laughs) I don't know if he's shit though, that's the problem.